Hi, I'm Ray, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Live, Love, Die. Uh, this is, I guess, our Phoenix Academy campaign. Uh, but my pronouns for today are they, them. And with me is... Will. Uh, he, him. Ro, she, her. Sophie. She, her. Fuck, she, her. Cool. Um, so hopefully you've listened to our session zero. Um, something that we forgot to do in our session. <laughs> something that we forgot to do in our session zero was establish a safety tool, um, a, a in-game safety tool. We did establish some safety tool aspects with like talk, by talking about what we didn't want to include and things like that. Um, and but. We are going to be using X card primarily because I'm confident that we won't actually need to use it. Um, and um, while some of the other safety tools uh, that are available are a bit more versatile, I think that for this game and this playgroup, the X tool is going to be enough. Uh, just having that as a safety net, as a thing we can use, is going to be a powerful enough mechanism within the game. I just had a great idea for those cards. Mm -hmm. Like. Take take an idea from from uh, football and have like uh, levels of co like how how we feel. Yellow card for if we're not feeling uneasy about it. Red card. I mean, that's certainly a possibility for a safety tool system. Um, I would be worried that it would be a bit too complicated to yeah. use because, like, the primary purpose of the X card is like. Hey, I'm feeling really uncomfortable, and I want to move on. So I think the more complex the safety tool is, um, the more difficult it is to use. But that's not necessarily a marker against it. It's just a thing you have to be aware of and with the group that you're playing with. But uh, today we're going to be doing... This is kind of the first proper session of the game. Now, what we when we left off... Uh, you had all, um, defeated, you'd completed like a, yeah, heroically captured a flag in a, in a training exercise of sorts, and then been told by your mentor that you were to pick, uh, some modules for, a module for your mech that you feel would have helped you fight, uh, win that scenario, secure that scenario a bit sooner, uh, or more effectively, um, <clears throat> uh, but we also uh, we we also left off without doing any of the like healing moves, mostly because uh, one of them is sort of the the main one that you would have used wouldn't have made sense to trigger. Um, so I think what we will see in this scene in this game is we're going to try out the interlude moves, um, which are very beta. <laughs> Um, so that'll be fun, uh, which will give you an opportunity to repair some of your harm to your mechs and things. But it'll also give you an opportunity to install the new modules, which will be cool. Um, so, but I think we'll get into that in a minute. I'm going to have you guys introduce your characters and their mechs, but we're going to do that in a bit of an interesting way. We did talk about this briefly before starting, so that you had time to think about this. Um, but I think... We have firmly established that our show kind of falls into that interesting gap 
between Western animated shows and, like, anime. Um, think, like, the that gap that is made... That, that, that space that is occupied by shows like Voltron, um, I guess Dragon Prince would fall in there, um, Korra and uh, Avatar as well fall into that space mm. and I'm sure there are other animes I mean one that really comes to mind is for me is there's a, a anime from a, a thing that looks identical to an anime from the Middle East um, which is quite cool mm. like in terms of its art style it looks even more like an anime than the ones that I mentioned before sadly I can't remember the name of it right now um, but yeah that's sort of a thing so um, I think uh, yeah, this is our this is our Phoenix Academy campaign, uh, and I think we see this kind of energetic, frenetic, um, uh, opening sort of like uh, credits scene, and we see like we see like uh, a a a like sweeping view of an ocean, and then rushing towards this island. Um, and I think we see, uh, and then it like zooms into the island, and we see like this kind of, this these like fields that are, have like military structures on them, and then we cut to like this sweeping view of this like academy with boarding rooms and things like that, um, and then we cut to this teacher and a whole bunch of students standing at the front of it. Um, and it zooms in on that teacher and then we see like a younger version of them on like a battlefield fighting in a mech and then like there's an explosion and then we cut to them standing in front of these three, an older version of them, standing in front of these three students and behind those three students is them, uh, are their mechs. And then we zoom in uh, to one of those students um, and what I want for you to answer for me is that as the camera cuts to your character, what do what have the animators of this show chosen to show your character doing to get across a very rough impression of who they are and who their mech is? Who wants to go first? We've got one. All right. So I feel as like as the scene changes to Leo. Uh, it's that like you know, the camera pans in you know, like a hospital room mm-hmm. uh, with Leo like in a bed attached to like an I- IVF doing his an IV IV sorry IV uh, oh okay okay I'm like that sort of classic shot where he like looks out the window he looks sort of disinterested uh, a little sad and then it, like shifts to like the next shot of like suddenly like under the sea you see these bright glowing eyes and this silhouette lurch out of the depths I think we zoom in yeah. through the glowing eyes and we see like you like focused yep exactly who's That's next bad. um well I was thinking uh when it when it transitions to um Ramona she's it, it transitions to her uh doing some motherly things uh, with the like with the team in her off time like uh, I was thinking she's like making making a meal and then it uh, and and for them and like also yelling at them from like 
So maybe like the way we transition from Leo's scene to yours is that we see like Leo move into the kitchen yeah. space to grab the food that you're cooking. Yeah. And then um We'd definitely be trying to grab something before it's done baking or something. Yeah. Gets and roused by uh, your character. <laughs> yeah. She and then she slaps slaps whoever is trying to grab the food's hand. Yeah. And um then it sort of transitions to Echo run, running at like light speed mm. uh, through a forest or a battlefield. Cool, nice. Um, and jumping on a, a mech. Yeah, and probably like as they jump, maybe they transform. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so with uh, Nox, they start off sitting in a um, in a quite sort of meditative. Asian style garden, just sitting and meditating, then getting up to do a um, martial arts kata, mm-hmm. and then shoots to the forward, and he's running the kata in the mech oh, in wow. a training, just training over and over. That's and very Pacific Rib. Transitioning <laughs> yeah. into using the same moves in a fight. Mm. Yeah, nice. Mm. That's cool. Um, yeah, and then I think we we get to like the climax of the music and we see these uh, three uh, mechs like fighting on a beach um, and then we will we meet them on the beaches <laughs> fighting on a beach uh, and then it like sort of and then it cuts to like this fight in like a suburban environment with this large multi-limbed mech um, and then we uh, and then it like you know, and then like a rush of images of all the characters and a bunch of like background characters that we the players have yet to see, but that the audience probably is somewhat aware of because they've been watching trailers or something. Um, but yeah, we see these other characters sort of flash before the screen and then it's like a da 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 da. And then we see the title card, um, you know, Live, Love, Die, Phoenix Academy. Burn. Or something. Burn. <laughs> By the way, if That's there's any good. creative audiences out there uh, like that it. animates, I'd love to see an animatic of this. God, that'd be so much work. There's so much back if they, into if they that. have the motivation to do it. Look, if you it. feel like doing it, by all means, listener, go for it. But I have no money to pay. It's like, do it for your own sake. <laughs> Indeed. Please take all the royalties you can from it. Live your best life. Indeed. Um, Cool. And so, I think we find you all... um, I think we're going to begin with... We're going to be doing the interlude scenes, uh, or the interlude mechanic. So the interlude mechanic is on your the last page of your move sheet, next to death moves. Um, When you're not on a mission, each team member can frame scenes using the following prompts. Any character involved in a scene can gain the uh, associated benefits. Take it in turns until it's time to suit up, trigger other moves as necessary. I think it makes sense to start with the change loadouts. Now, it's worth noting this list is not exhaustive. Exhaustive? Is that right? Exhaustive? Anyway. If you feel like there's something else that needs to be added, by all means, suggest it. It's a living Um, document. Indeed. Uh, And there's also... 
I'm probably going to add MC moves to this list too. So like once you've all chosen a scene, I then pick a scene. Mm. Um, but I haven't really decided what those are yet, so we'll see how that goes. But for now, I think it makes sense for us to start with change loadouts. Mm -hmm. yep. So change loadouts, slap on some paint, cut your hair. Um, so this is as much changing your mech's loadout as it is changing uh, something about yourself. Um, so, um, it, was it your mech or your pilot that had injuries? Pilot. Yeah, cool. So we'll get to that, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, so I think we see... I think we see... Um, a hangar um, with three bays. I think they're probably at, uh, along the long wall of the hangar. And then on the other side are like tools and stuff. And there's lifts and there's... Uh, a couple of the a uh, couple of the other students here that are training to be like um, mech engineers uh, are here and like they're being shown like how to do certain aspects of this but what uh, looks different about your mech and what are you putting into it so who wants to go first seeing as we've all picked new modules Uh, the thing that's different about my mech is it's not too different. It's I'm just adding something, um, the link targeting module to help me be able to scope enemies out better and give my team like a better advantage. Mm -hmm. um, maybe. Give my the dinosaur uh, side of my mech a little bit of maybe a little bit of red flame uh, decal. Decal, yeah. yeah. What, what happens? Fire. What happens to those red flames when you're transformed into your other mode, into your humanoid mode? Are they not there, or are they a different shape because of the way the panels have moved, or...? They, um, it's painted in a way where it sort of assembles a different shape of flame. Ah, so the flame shape is different? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Here's a question. Does your, uh, your information hardware work in both forms? I would like it to. So you haven't changed what what modules you lose access to yet? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I just know that that was a thing you were thinking also. Yeah. Cool. Who, who is also here oh, working? Actually, yeah. I was thinking that it might, it would be more useful in my dinosaurs form. But acceleration is in the other form. I mean, you can change the modules around. I'm actually thinking I'll switch long jump to the other form and acceleration to the dinosaur form. Sure. So, and then I have like targeting on the dinosaur form as well. So well, so you only have to have one module locked. You only have to have, you don't have to have multiple modules locked out in each form. So for example, you have one module locked out in A and one module locked out in B don't have to have any other modules locked out mechanically. You can choose to, that's fine. I just wanted to make you aware oh. of that. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, targeting in both 
is if I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought I'd ask so I didn't come up later on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'm also thinking... It also... I brought up a point that... I'm not... I'm trying to think... Because I did have... There was a, a point where I kept switching because I wanted to do long jump. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether I want the long jump to to be in the humanoid form rather than the dinosaur form and acceleration. I don't know. You could always trial it and see how you find it. Exactly, that's the thing. Like, there's going to be an interlude yeah. pretty much every session. So you have an opportunity. There will be an interlude and a fight every session. So there'll be an opportunity to change these and test them. I might swap it for also their prototypes so they're going to be changed around a bit. Indeed. Narratively, it makes sense too. I might are, swap the lockout um, for... The so jump is in form A, which is the humanoid, and yeah. um, acceleration, using acceleration is in cool. form B. And it's going to be one fast dino boy. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. then the shape of it can... Because I, I imagine the shape of a dinosaur running, like being horizontal, would make, would make more sense if being fast. I've been watching a lot of Voltron lately, so I'm just That's seeing... It's totally like, up to you, yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Cool. Who wants to go uh, next? Also down there. Um, so Leo's Leo's got like some very like tight bandages around his scalp, uh, and like a, a bit of he's wearing like very uh, casual uh, like a tunic, and he's got some bandages poking out from beneath that mm -hmm. uh, in places, and he's currently in the process of. Uh, working to attach with some text what looks like a almost wicked looking harpoon mm -hmm. uh, into this grappling module uh, mounted on the, one of the arms of his machine. Do you only have it on one arm? Uh, a second module is lined up to the other but right, it's not right. yet it's not yet up. installed, sure. Uh, he's just sort of like he's there, it's like there's yeah. welding sparks like where he's working on this. Yeah. I uh, think I think um one of the techs uh, probably like sort of pushes you out of the way. It's like, look, man, you're just getting in the way. Like, go to the infirmary or something. You're just more of a hindrance, all right? Um, how do you take that? Being told that you are a that your that your illness is getting in the way. Well, I mean, they're talking about your physical harm, but I'm wondering how you interpret it. Being told that you are. A, in the way. Look, how about you show me how I can be useful so when I'm down behind enemy lines while you're in your cozy little main base having your cup of tea, I know how to fix my mech. When you say that about, uh, you know, when you're in cozy in base, I think you see this, like, huge muscular kind of Armstrong like woman in like overalls she's like really tan she's got curly hair pulled back in like a ponytail and you see her coming towards you and you know this as the um look she's she's a wonderful uh personable uh mechanics teacher engineering teacher um you know that she doesn't like it when people talk shit about her tips 
So I think you see her like walk into the room and she like sort of shoots you a glare as if she heard a bit of what you were saying. Um, uh, what do you do in response? To I give her a lazy wave and just say, me and Bill here, we're just having a conversation now. Neither of us like it when we're told that we're useless or not a part of something. Right, Leo, get over here. You're going to help me service your second grappling hook before we plug it in. And she, like, puts a tablet in your hand and she, like, plugs the cord in. You're like, all right, so you want to learn how to service your mech? I'll show you how to service your mech. Um, just like, look, in the field, you're, you're, you may be going to, if you pack the right tools and stuff, maybe you'll be able to fix your mech, but it's always going to be a patch job. And you're always going to be starting by running the diagnostic tool to see if you can bypass any of the broken systems uh, and then she starts like running you through like a troubleshooting method. Uh, is specifically That's focused cute. on the grappling hooks. But, yeah. um, he follows. He's pretty. He's pretty attentive. Uh, he just like when he goes over, he just shoulders past the tech. Um, Do you have violence or, or technical violence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? Uh, fight boy. What do we see? What do we see? By the way, I forgot Nuts. to say what. Uh, what um. What's-her-face is doing Ramona. while her Ramona is... I thought you were just installing it. I thought you were installing it, but that's fine. Um, well, after she after she installs her mech, um, I'd like to go have her go uh, make, some, make some food for her, her teammates. Sure. Um, that's yeah. what she's doing. I'm just saying... Yeah, I think that doing. might be oh. another... I think that might be a different interlude. Oh, okay. So we'll take it in turns to do to pick interludes, but yes, that's definitely an idea for an interlude. There. Okay. Um, so you're in. What are you installing? Nox is installing um, the jamming module, the mm. new jamming module, and s- sort of uh, hanging upside down, so we can reach underneath like a dashboard with electronics, and there's just wires everywhere. And he's got an earpiece which is liaising with some other tech in another mm-hmm. room. Is watching everything on the on the systems, and, and is just trying to like what fit into chuck in the ja- the jamming module and get it to work with his um previous with their previous uh havoc hardware and yeah. um. I think we hear the text. Say, Look, sort of if it was if it was installed properly, then I wouldn't be able to talk to you because we've got it set to jam all frequencies so that we know when it's working. Look, there are still some wires here, and if there are still some free wires, I don't want to electrocute myself or Penumbra, so maybe you can tell me where this green wire is supposed to go. It's not on these... I didn't say... They're not on these diagrams. I didn't say a green wire. I said an aqua wire. They are different. Deep breath. This is deep breath. And where does the aqua wire go? Yeah, and I think that continues. Ramona <laughs> hears uh, over the common message of uh, Echo, right? Your character? Nox. Sorry, Echo hears uh, uh, Nox's jamming unit isn't working yet. Shame. Until you get to the sh- Yeah, and then it like, cuts and it's like, shat. And then you see that the tech is like waving at someone, and then you hear like like so there was probably like a radio playing, and then the music, and then the music cuts out. And then we hear like somebody swear hey! in a language. Hey, I think it's I working. was listening to that. Yeah. I'm going sorry. And then I think we hear the sound of now. wrenches being thrown at Penumbra. It's like it kicks in. And there's just static. Uh, there's just like 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the delicious white noise. In terms of this, and then it gets turned back off again. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I didn't actually. I I think um, Ramona would probably be uh, heavily over the shoulder of uh, anyone who touches her, like comes near her neck. Yeah, so people are like installing yeah. stuff, and you're like yeah. watching them. But then I think like there's a there's an uh, like. I think a lot of the, the people at this school are probably like in their, um, like in their early 20s. Mm, I think yeah. there's a, an older student working on yours, like, look, you know, I've been a mechanic for 10 years. Just because this is our, my first year working on mechs doesn't mean that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I'm just saying, you've got to be real careful when installing this equipment because I don't want... I don't want Echo to feel be in any pain. Putting her it's a machine. It can't feel pain. <laughs> they bang on their like hull plating. I'm just punch. Fume, fume in my mind for a moment and just be like, excuse me. It doesn't have it doesn't have pain receptors. Could you imagine if we installed pain receptors in war machines? That would be horrible. But also, my mech is all. Three of our mechs uh, have feelings. They may not be able to feel pain, but they—they they, if they don't like something, they will tell us. And Echo is like a child to me. If something is wrong with her, I will hold you personally responsible. And as it is your first year of working on mechs, you better know what you're doing. Good, all right, fair, fair cop. Uh, and as they continue working, of course, they, you know, they plug in the jamming module, uh, not the jamming module, they plug in the, um, advanced targeting stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think we're going to have to overhaul some of the optics, um, just, they're a bit scratched up from the sand, but, uh, gets everywhere it's of course. And irritated. Uh, but, uh, for the most part, I think you're ready to relay, um, to your friends. Uh, to your teammates. And how's the paint job? Nox also is helping, like, getting one of those buffers and just buffing out any, like, scuffs or smudges on the on the matte yeah. black finish of I uh, think we see somebody armor. with, like, an airbrush. Um, they've got, like, you know, they've got the normal overalls on, but they've, like, stripped them down to their waist and tied them around. We see, like, uh, this person with, like, heaps of tattoos all over their body. And they've got, like, uh, they've got, like, one of those double mohawks. Um, this person is rad. Uh, and they're like mixing up the paint. Like, so you just want like flame decals all over it? Yes, please. But you also want the flame decals to still look like flame decals when it changes into its other mode. Yes, I know it's a super hard project to do, but I I know you do a good job. Look, that's what I am here for. I and you love see the, the work. You see them like pull out like a hologram projector thing off their tablet that's showing you like the two modes. They're like, look. Um, I know you're probably picturing, like, red flames or whatever, but, you know, we can do flames in whatever colour you like. Now, we can do the red. We can do the red and the yellow. That's fine. I love a bit of red and yellow flame, but I'm just saying, if you wanted a different colour of flame or a different flame-coloured gradient, we can do that too. We can do blue flames. And maybe an orange (laughs) centre. 
it looked that super weird in terms of like temperature scale, but I'm here for it. I mean, we could even do, and bear with me here, we could even do a thing where in one form it's blue outer flames, orange inner flames, and then in the other it's orange outer flames, blue inner flames. I love it. I, I love this idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it to you. Cool. And you see them like. Uh, and then I'm gonna be like, for your hard work, I pull out some lunch. I <laughs> oh, look. Don't I can't. Me. I can't wait to try that later. And then you see them like punching like a bunch of stuff onto the um, tablet, and then the this crate uh, opens up, and a bunch of little spherical drones come out with, uh, mm-hmm. and they plug in little paint tubes into the back of them. Uh, and like there's an air compressor running, pumping paint up into all of these little drones as they hover around uh, your mech. Um, cool. And then I think that's probably the end of the interlude. I think we mm-hmm. see the day drag on. Everybody's like doing minor repairs on their mech. It's primarily installing new parts and doing cosmetic stuff. So uh, with the whole, um, I think Echo would fe- be feeling pretty excited about the decay part because it's partially her, her idea. Sure. <laughs> She's like, yeah, mom. Thanks for, thanks for letting me get my first tattoo. It's like... Oh, God. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> like, it's fine. It, I, I would prefer... I, I like I like the fire decale. If it was anything else, I'd have a problem with it. Cool. And I think that's the end of that interlude, and we've all gained the benefits. So, who has an idea for another interlude that they'd like to do? Mentioned you wanted to do some cooking, second? Yeah, I want to. I want to make my teams a good dinner. Cool. Um, do you want to look at the list of interludes? Because we can definitely just do an interlude where it is share a meal. But if you look at the list, did I print out one of these for everyone? Especially the, the move sheet. You did. I think so. Yeah. Um, so it's the last move sheet. There's the list there. Because I, 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 from that last. M- from that last training session, I was like, I feel like we need to bond closer, get closer as a team. I'll make everyone a dinner and we'll have it. We'll share a meal. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Is this <laughs> is this uh, is this the night of? I think it's probably not the night of the training exercise because that felt pretty late. So you probably went straight to bed afterwards. I think maybe the change in your mech was the next day. So is it the evening of the change? Yeah, so you're all, you know, finished fixing up your mechs. You go back to your little... It's kind of like a share house, almost. Mm -hmm. It's the house that the three of you live in. What would the the two of you... What are the two of your characters' favourite foods? What would they be? Well, my character, I've decided, is lactose intolerant, so not anything with dairy. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting choice to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, meals. <laughs> Resist the urge to say seafood. Um, probably it's like a traditional like roast dinner, to be honest. Because cool. I would like uh, Ramona to surprise them with uh, a feast of their favourite and uh, allowable. So I think during the like, um, during when you were like working on your mechs and stuff mm. and getting the new modules installed, I think um, you probably saw Ramona leave 
before everyone else did. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as you two are heading back to the share house, uh, are you talking about that, or do you, or is it of no consequence to you that Ramona left early? Uh, I suspect it would be. A Leo, Leo is just like she's up to something. One hundred percent. Team bonding. I said team nothing bond. to you about team bonding. I don't know about you, but I feel incredibly bonded. Oh, wow. Yes. That, was, that was a joke. Ah. <laughs> you may want to work on that. Hmm. I think as you get to the door of the bungalow, the snow is like, the snow is starting to form like a thin layer around you as we get uh, further into winter. Um, yeah, you come up to the door. Do you guys have any Christmas decorations? Do you celebrate Christmas? Is that a thing in um, Agnada? Do they have some other end winter holiday that they celebrate? Like, I feel like whatever like celebration it would be uh, if there was some sort of celebration Ramona would definitely be all about it sure um, I would like there to be some some sort of thing uh-huh. might have been we sort of like adopted the Christmas there might be a slightly different thing for like New Year's so to speak mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, they're half basically getting into you know this sweet Christmas holiday cool Cool, and I think you come in and they're greeted by the smells of like roast and what else? Is it just a roast dinner? Yeah, it's a roast dinner and uh, mounds of dairy. Surprise <laughs> lactose free dessert of some kind. Like a pie? I can eat it. Like a pumpkin yes. pie? Yes. Uh, no, because pumpkin pie has dairy in it. Because pumpkin pie is a custard tart. Mm-hmm. It's a pumpkin custard. So it's got it's got it's, like con- it's got condensed milk. milk and yeah, shit. condensed milk is often used. I feel like your mind has been My blown. My mind has been blown. Carry you on. actually when you make it from when you make it from fresh pumpkins and uh, you use normally you just use milk. Whereas mm. if you use the American method where you make it from pumpkin puree, you use condensed milk. But, yes. Apple pie? A berry... Yeah, some kind of fun fruit pie. Yeah, Yeah, so there's this beautiful roast dinner and this beautiful pumpkin pie. Um, Surprise! Indeed. (gasps) (laughs) Why? I just felt like making you guys a a delicious dinner and we, we can, like, I don't know. Become better friends. Talk about boys. <laughs> I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> we can. I feel like we're not connected enough as a team. So maybe if we spend some time, quality time together, rather than as you guys, in, you know. Uh, isolating yourselves uh you with your techno stuff and you with whatever it is you do in the room with sudoku and stuff mm. i 
can't see why we need this bonding. We've already got it so down pat. Oh, wow. As you say that, uh, Nox is going to turn to you. It's like, let's test that. Trust fall. And tries to do the trust fall thing. See if you can. I just like to walk to one like sidestep. Sit down and eat. Look, I like to sit down at the table. Nox just falls back, and then you just see this hand come going. One hundred percent bonded. <laughs> I've never felt closer to you in my life. Wow. I'd like to just be like this. Yep, you just face palm. I'm yeah. Just like, this is. Just, the uh, food looks yeah. great, Ramona. Thank you. This is. Wrong. There has been a lot of effort put into this, and I am grateful. Yeah. Cool. Sit down at the table and just like, well, I guess you have until I finish this to talk. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do to attempt to promote bonding? <laughs> you can <laughs> tuck in. You could try and um. You could try and get a sense of the others by using... Yeah, you could try and, like, read them. You could also try and control them. I would like... Yes, the beagle is playing with a bottle. I thought it was coming through the aircon and I was very concerned. Oh, well, there's a gap around the aircon. It's not sealed in properly, so sound does get in there. What you do it, Soph? I would like to get... I would like to get a sense of... Like, I'd, I'd like to ask... More... Like, get to know them, like, per- more personally, because... I feel like we've only gotten to know each other on, as, a, as a, like, team. Sure, so... Don't really know much about their background. How do you do that? Um... Like, what do you try and do? Um... Not mechanically, but, like, what do you... How do you try and find out more about these people person, personally? Do you try and, like, make small talk? Yeah, small talk. Or like. just, like... So, come here often. I mean, so it's it's coming up on like a holiday season, but your mm. school very clearly does not have any kind of holiday break because you guys will just do it like a live yeah. combat exercise. Mm-hmm. Well, not live combat exercise, but... So, what... If we weren't at this school uh, together, what, what would you guys usually be doing about now? Studying and training. Studying and training, wow. You're so dull. So that you've been studying and training your whole life, or yes. How else could I aspire to join Phoenix Academy? (laughs) I mean, what? Why though? Why? Why do you? Why do you want to do that? What's the purpose behind wanting to study and be Phoenix Academy? Because they are the best of the best helpful ones. I, uh, from my, from, uh, tucking into my dinner, I just thought sort of mutter, there's always a bigger fish. Fucking. <laughs> Alright. Alright, calm down, Qui-Gon. Yeah, Qui-Gon, sorry, Qui-Gon. Uh, how about you, Leo? What's, what's your purpose for being, being at this academy? I am here because it is expected. Oof. Big oof. I didn't know that. I come from a family of a long military tradition and 
as a result, here I am. Well, you're very excited to be here. Well, your was the were the people in your military tradition were they mecha pilots or were they not something? originally? Okay. Um, like what is the foundation of your tradition? So the foundation was infantrymen mm -hmm. uh, and very sort of, you know, like that sort of traditional tight chain of command, honour, uh, duty. Um, Mateship? Yeah, but um, they eventually ended up, as, as the family progressed and time progressed, the technology progressed in mecha piloting, Yeah. but that's a relatively recent addition. Yeah. I guess I have a hard time understanding your guys' sense of duty because I guess I grew up in not a very militaristic family. Um, my sole purpose for being here is that I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I lost a lot of people. Like my, my brother and sister, my younger brother and sister. And that that's the reason I'm fighting to protect people like my younger brother and sister so people like them don't die again did your brother and sister die in some kind of conflict yes. how long ago was this conflict it's been 80 how old years. were you when they died they died 20 days ago. God. Like, I was in my teens and they were like around the ten, 10 age, maybe younger. So this was a conflict that happened no more than 10 years ago then. Mm. Oh boy. I think we know, yeah. I think we know where that war is looming. story building on my own. <laughs> did, yeah. this, did this happen on within uh, the Agnatan territory or was this a colony? Were you somewhere else and you just happened to get caught up in these events? Um, happened in a colony in the Agnata place. So it was within yeah. Agnata. Okay. So it was probably someone, something happened to Agnata. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. There's admirable reasons. I don't really have any other, I don't really have any other sense of duty, so I guess I'm a bit not. Not one of the common people here? Yeah. I'm a bit unusual, so... <laughs> I guess that's uh, another reason why I wanted to get to know you guys over at Emil because I feel I don't have any real connection to anyone because I'm not duty-bound and... Well... Such. We'll stop you asking afterwards. The meal is very good. And then I think we hear like a ding, and uh, and you realise that the pie is ready. Ooh, does that? I think we all chow down on this beautiful fruit pie for dessert. 
making a small talk. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and then I think we sort of like see the scene sort of fade. Uh, before it does fade, Sorry, go. Uh, is also so this doesn't make trouble later on when Garcia decided to play uh, audio in the last training exercise. He was bidding, how would you say, a bit of a dick. I was saying to him that I felt confident leaving the two of you behind because I believed you would be able to handle what was there. I mean, that's Garcia for you. I don't want there to be any confusion over what I meant. I mean, it, it was a logical decision. You, you were keeping the flag at bay. That was the mission. We were keeping the flag safe so we could deliver it. Uh, I understood what you were doing. I just wish I could have been more help. Mm-hmm. Like, Good tactical move. I, feel, I felt a little bit useless and I want to be more useful to you guys in the future, which is why I I'm decided to go with a targeting system so maybe I can use my speed to my advantage and and scout out enemies for you and be helpful in that in that respect. I felt I really wanted to get in there and slash the enemies but wasn't doing enough damage to help so maybe I can help in a different way just uh, you guys know that while we're on the same team small talk or not I will be watching your backs where I believe it is needed it would be a real hassle to have to deal with more squad mates I don't want to have to break you there. You're not wrong, yeah. You're not wrong. Cool. But I also... Looking after you two. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Does anybody have any conditions on their pilot? Apart from the harm clock. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, that's all good. Um, Alright, well, I think that's... I have one synergy. Nice. I think that's the end of that scene. Uh, yeah, so... Um, who would like to propose another interlude? Wilfred or Rowena. So there's a list there of ones you can do. That was very much celebrate something with your friends, remember a fallen comrade, or welcome someone to the team, um, which doesn't have a mechanical benefit. It's just a thing that you can do. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of either reloading and checking weapons to talk about getting the new um, uh, getting some guns, guns mm. sorted out and loading smoke grenades and making sure that it's all properly sighted in and synced with the systems and mm-hmm. that loadout's fine um, and maybe run a couple of like simulations sure. as far as that goes or um, studying for the enemy to see what sort of other, like, because there were the quasi-mechs 
there yeah. and trying to study up on them and their weak points because I feel like that would be a fairly nox thing to sure alright so learn which one do you want to do you can do either just have to pick one um, and other characters can enter these scenes as needed um, I think I will join I will join her and I will them. them. Sorry, forgot the pronoun. Um, I will join them and um, assist with uh, if she picks one, I'll pick one to study. I'll pick the other. That'll be a different interlude. Okay. That'll be a different interlude. So first of all, which one are you doing? Uh, I think I'm going to go studying the enemy. Yep. Sure. Because I feel like Nox would be better like, okay, this is a new problem. I want to learn their strengths, I want to learn their weaknesses so that I can be more effective next time. Sure. So, what, what, um, sure, okay, so, first off, let's answer this question that it poses. Um, I mean, you will get plus one forward the next time you fight, mm -hmm. uh, Pseudomex, I guess. Um, who among them... Are you eager or anxious to face? So I guess of the pseudo mechs and the pseudo tanks, which are the mechs. Yeah. Are you are you eager or anxious? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, good. To eager to prove myself against them, mm -hmm. anxious because we weren't very effective against them, as uh, Nox and Penumbra would have hoped sure. last time. Sure. Cool. So and what is it? What is, what is you studying them look like, and where are you? Um, so if there's any sort of uh, library, library or something like that, or seeing if I can get one of the people in the tech department to download the specs of the pseudomex, which would for you training prefer purposes. to do? Um, probably downloading the specs and going over it myself. Sure. In that case, I think that this scene is you talking to one of the other techs or well, one of the one of the engineering students and trying to trying to convince them to do this thing for you have you brought anyone with you um i would have mentioned the venture to the other two to see if they are interested in what do you say to them to try and get them to come with mm -hmm. you what do you, how do you phrase, oh, I'm going to go <laughs> bully another classmate? <laughs> I want to learn more of the pseudo-mech systems. I'm going to have to try and convince one of the engineering students to help me. I uh, think that's productive. If anyone would like to join, feel I'm free. If not, if I'm successful, I will upload the information to your personal readers. I'll come with you. I'm always up for uh, looking for information on the enemies. I would like to see how this transpires. Out. <laughs> sure. So I think maybe this is like at the end of some, yeah. you know, some shared lesson where you're, where um. Uh, we didn't give that big engineering lady a name, did we? We should give her a name. Not Nilda. Fuck no. Hilda. I'm not Gertrude. Calling... I was about to say Gertrude. Why Gertrude? Because it's a cool name. 
I'm not feeling Ethel. good. I'm not feeling. Why are you giving me Edna. such garbage? Edna, how dare you? Look, it's not that they're bad names. It's not that they're, they're it's not that they are bad names in general, it's that they are bad names in terms of the tone of the game. Look fair. <laughs> it's called Feather. Because she's the opposite of something light and breezy. Alright. Feather it is. Know. Feather it is. Feather Heather. Feather is right up there with um with with cookie and biscuit in terms of like yeah. is that an anime name? I guess it is. Um, Certainly not a normal name. Look, you can have all kinds of fun student sayings. Moves like a feather, hits like a half brick. That's what Leo would say, probably behind her back. Nah. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think it's a class that Feather was just running, um, it was on, I think they were, like, demonstrating, like, the proper, um, maintenance procedure for some kind of, like, um, some kind of, like, projectile weapon that they have as, like, a standard thing. It's like, oh, this is going to be rolling out to, like, the military by the time that you're all actually in service. Uh, this will probably be a main service weapon for the mechs. So even though you'll probably be going out with like your own customized weapons, because you're all hopefully going to be deployed as aces, uh, you will at some point in your career have to use one of these. So we're going to show you how to like clear jams and things like that. Um, so like run through that, and then uh, you, you know you're leaving the class and you see your prey. Um, whose name is Melvin. God, Melvin. what a believable name. Yeah. Uh, Nox is going to slide up beside Melvin mm -hmm. just before they leave. I think Melvin is also like a really tall, muscular individual, mm. but is super shy and like awkward about how big and strong they are. Um, hey, Melvin. Uh, Hi, Melvin. I wink at Melvin. <laughs> Terrifying. Melvin blushes oh, when you wink at that's Melvin. That's cute. Uh, like, Hi, Leo. Melvin, I have a question for you. You seem to be very... You seem to excel in this class, and I was hoping you could help me with a problem I was having. Oh, look, I mean... I'm happy to, like, tutor you, but I'm not going to, like, do your homework for you. That's not what I'm asking. She's not going to ask you to do they. your homework. Then, sorry. They. It's all right. Fuck. It's perfectly all right. I hate myself. I was just <laughs> so... Penumbra, my, my mech, uh, they have the Havocware uh, installed, but I ran into a bit of a glitch in our last training problem. Um, didn't oh. seem to work terribly well with the protomechs. Pseudomechs? Pseudomechs, that's right. the one, pseudomechs. You wouldn't happen to have a copy of the spec so I can try and work out some of the kinks in this new software that I've got. Just because you seem to be very, well, very look, good I'm not on the service team for your 
No, it's more, it's more for uh, personal study. It's for our own personal benefit. Right. I mean, I mean, we don't service the pseudomechs because they're mostly just like training equipment, and they're not really in any of the like. They're surely not they'd used be, by the main forces. Surely they'd, be, surely they'd be good practice for beginner engineering students, though. Well, that I mean, so this is like an interesting thing about the pseudomex, right? So they're like built on this old precursor technology, and they've got a lot of components that are taken from like last generation mechs, but they actually are prime like their arms and their sensors and their legs and things like that are taken from older mechs but like their actual main chassis and drive surf software and hardware is actually pulled from like even older generations of mechs and so um they're not super useful for like training purposes because well like training in terms of engineering they're very useful for like shooting because there's heaps of them lying around um but they're not like super useful for um putting together my understanding is that like third year students uh do a lot of the do a lot of work on them because it's practice on how to cobble together a working machine out of completely garbage parts um so like a lot of them are really actually quite different from one another even though they kind of look the same like internally they're just a mess of stuff so expect the unexpected is what i'm hearing i guess you could take it that way i was just trying to say that i actually don't have a copy of this specs do you know where i could find them find one just I mean, a basic I... guide to I mean, are you trying to get them to give it to you? Or see if they can, like, tell me someone who could. (laughs) I've got a thread. Follow the thread to the next person in the chain and be like, oh, no, I don't know anything. Like, ask Bob. Hey, Bob. I don't know anything. Ask, like, fucking Larry. I think, um... Look, I think maybe... Melvin sort of like looks away from you, kind of. It's like, like they all, they all seem to come from like X generation of mech. I okay, think Melvin sort of, Melvin kind of looks away from you, kind of nervously for a second, and then like, look, I mean, I might have something useful for you, but I don't know how comfortable I feel sharing it. I mean. Would you, would you, I have some extra, um, extra fruit from our, from our dinner that we have. Would you like to share some of our fruit? Maybe that would make, we have pie. Pie? Also, no judgment here, Melvin. You're good at what you do. You think I'm good at what I do? I am. Yeah, we we wouldn't ask you if we... For a reason. Thought that you we want to be closer with you, Melvin. Really You're clearly awesome. the best in your class. Cool. Alright. This feels to me... I don't waste my time with incompetence. This feels to me like you're attempting to control someone by sharing your feelings about them. Leo is just like, <gasps> looks at you two and is just like, shakes his head. Nox is unreadable. 
so Nox at Nox. I want those specs. So yeah, uh, roll plus emotion to try and put the. I mean, what would the condition be here? Flatted. I guess the condition yeah. is flatted. A four, but you can re-roll one or both of those dice. Um, Well, actually, you can re-roll. I would so because you could you can re-roll both of those dice one at a time. Okay. um, Because both of these two are helping you. Roll the one first. Yeah, because yeah, I keep the three first. Well, alright, re-roll that one again. Might as well keep the three. Try a different dice. Sure. See? That's a nine. Nine. That's uh, going into dice, Dale. <laughs> Two uh, ones! So weird. So, um, bear your soul. So, you're giving them the condition flattered, I mm-hmm. feel. Uh, on a seven to nine, they fight back. You also choose one, and there's three options for you to choose from there. It's on the first page, under forceful moves. Um, this is bare soul? Yeah, bare soul. Uh, it is their words that hurt you. Take your condition. So, on a seven to nine, they fight back. You also choose one. Look, I will take the first one. I'll take a condition. Is there words that hurt you? Take a condition. Sure. Okay, now I've got to think of a way to hurt you with it. What does Melvin say? What does Melvin say that hurts you? Your performance in that last match was pretty I I mean, for her, is that like, I don't think you could handle what I have because she's so like... I'm the best of the best. Mm. Not, mm, not so much that they're striving to be the best of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know they're not. They're just like, I must be. Look, I... I mean, it might hurt. I may have been doing something that I shouldn't have. And I had... Look, I accidentally acquired some encrypted files from somewhere on campus and what you're looking for is probably in there but I don't think you have the skill to break the encryption because I can't do it so you definitely can't you think she and the condition you take Melvin I mean, you think she doesn't have the skill I mean, I can't do it, and I'm trained in it. I know Knox. Sorry, they. I realize I said she. <laughs> so I'm right. fucking bad. I'm really sorry, audience. I'm terrible at pronouns. You'll get there. Fucking hate myself. So good. Um, I know Knox, and I know they are the best at tech person, hacking person I know. They can, they can do... I wouldn't say that. The best on our team of mech pilots. What am I going to call this condition? It's worth a try. What can hurt? Mm -hmm. I'm also being parental protective. Let's call it bruised ego, I guess. So bruised ego on the pilot side. Um. I'm going to argue with him about this. I can always give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, all right, all right. Look, 
And then here is the here's the file, and they like swipe it over and, to your tablet. And uh, Leo Leo puts a hand on uh, Nox's shoulder, and is just like, "And if the worst does happen, then we acquired this ourselves on campus." He says that particularly at Leo, that he sort of like waves to all of you and then sort of lingers on Leo as like, bye bye, and runs off to their next class. Bye! Um, really, guys? Hey, he was rude to He's very good at what he does. He offered his professional opinion. So, not rude <laughs> to say you do not think that someone cannot do something. While true, I don't believe that having a go will hurt. So, I think that this is a push through with the obstacle that you're trying to overcome being the encryption. Yes. So, give me that 2d6. Plus technical? Yes. Um, although you are taking minus one because bruised ego. It'll be plus zero. Can we assist in this? I'm not sure. Can you? Leo probably does not have the know-how. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flat Can out I... say that. Do you know anything about encryption breaking? Can I reach with my feelings to improve her the... pride and, like, encourage You her. can attempt to put a condition on them that will give them a bonus, I guess. Yeah. No, no, that's not the way could conditions she, work. Could she use it to, like, try and negate the condition that she has? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Mm. Look, um, I'm trying to think if mechanically there's a way to do that. Uh, actually, hang on. Might have I think there is a way to do that mechanically. Mm. Yeah, so, I need you to know... When you cut through the bullshit and reveal your true feeling for someone without expectations or guarantees of repercussion, each choose one relevant option, so each person involved. But, like, that is mechanically a way to do that. Like, one of the options is uh, you find new purpose. But, um, that is a hard-ish move to trigger, because to trigger it, you have to your character has to confess something that is true um, in terms of their emotional state about the other person without any expectation of any kind of benefit. It's not, I'm telling you this thing so you feel better about yourself. It is, this is a thing I need to say because if I don't say it, I'm I'm going to feel bad for having not said it in this moment. It's that... I know you, it's, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know any, I don't know how you feel, but I need you to know that I love you thing before we go into battle, rather than like, maybe if I tell them they're pretty, they'll, after the battle, they'll, they'll be nice to me. Uh, so it's a hard move to trigger. Um, but that's the only one I can think of that gives you a static bonus. Um, I can't think of anything else that might help in this situation. It's, it's, but the thing that is, it, it's, I think it might be an oversight in the game, now that you bring it up, that there's no way to do this, but I can't think of a way to give someone a bonus Motivation. by using emotion, but, um... 
That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't give the normal re-roll bonus thing by doing that, which is... Mm. What's the trigger for that? Stand together. When you strive to help another... Inspiration. Yeah. I, I mean, so what do, you, what do you say to them? To try and encourage them and be like, you can do this. I want to say, well, since meeting, meeting you, Knox, I know, I mean, I may be ignorant to this, but I feel like you are the most amazing person when it comes to technical know-how, and I think, uh, and I, I'm almost jealous of how much technical know-how you, you have over, over me. I wish I knew more. And I believe in you that you can crack this. Something so, lines. when you strive to help another, describe what you are doing to help them meet their goal. After they roll, they may re-roll one of their d6s. So, you may. Um, in particular, it's worth noting, do you accept that help? Does the thing that they are saying, and I want you to think about this narratively, mm. like, do the things that they're saying help you feel better about yourself? I'd say yes. Alright, cool. In that case, I'm fine with it. You may So I'm just like, I don't think you can do it. So I was like, I don't think you can build this. Alright, sure. Go for it. <sighs> nice, you can re-roll one of those if you want. Or you can take the nine. Ramona is a proud... Eight. Oh, no, eight. Eight, yes. Ramona you is can a take proud... the eight or you can try and re-roll one of those and hope for a better result. Up to you. It is a partial success already. Ramona is a proud mother, big sister figure mm. towards these. I'll play it safe and just take the success with. Sure. She's a, she sees success. a lot of potential in Knox and Leo. Cool. That she doesn't see in herself. Oh. On a seven to nine, you fucked up. There's a cost complication, or it's incomplete. I think as you're running the encryption, you realise that uh, this is. Um, you open it up. And as you open up the encryption, you're looking at it, and then you realize, hang on a minute, this file's tiny, and you thought it was compressed. It's not compressed. It's actually a live stream access file. And now, whoever... There is a chance that whoever it's connected to knows that you've accessed it. But nothing immediately happens. And you've got the encryption open. Uh, and what you learn is that... Um, uh, it's a live access file, so because of that, you can actually see that they have prepped a bunch of pseudomex for deployment, um, and attached to the request is Garcia, and the pseudomex that they have prepped for okay. deployment are equipped with frag cannons and uh, rending claws. Uh, so one cannon arm mm -hmm. and one big. Shredding claw arm. That looks fun. That looks like that might be in our future. And so, yeah. um, the way that this interlude works is that uh, I mean, <laughs> the interludes are whoever like is present in a scene or takes part in the scene gets the benefit. Uh, the one for this one is studying your enemies, get plus one forward against them. So you'll take plus one forwards when you fight these claw frag mechs. Uh, 
Plus one what? Forward. Plus one forward. So the next time that we interact with these particular pseudomechs, we get plus one for the first roll. Yeah, the first action you take yep. against them. So it's carrying forward. Yeah. Might be worth... I mean, it might be worth making a play aid for this game going forward, where it's like a... Uh, print off a bunch of plus one forward cards that you can, like, mm. write a That's name a good idea, on. actually. Um... Other games have like things where you can tick a box for plus one forward, but you could get so many different plus one forwards in this mm. in prep that that would not be very useful. Um, also, the fact that this game, as opposed to other Powered by the Apocalypse games, have plus one forward for specific things mm. rather than plus one forward going like for the next thing that you yeah. do. It's more plus one forward when you interact in this specific way. Um, cool. Um, Wilfred, I think you have the next interlude. Uh, I guess my interlude is going to be uh, clear harm cool. uh, with Leo going to the hospital. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, who's... Place to go. I like to think you're both to have his wounds seen to, but also for his monthly... Uh, appointment to monitor the progress of his disease, which he will definitely try to do on the Who's slide. your doctor? Um, Dr. Verkston. Verkston. Uh, he is, he's a foreigner. He's not from this country. Uh, is Dr. Verkston perhaps from a country that, uh, Agnata has ten tumultuous relationships with? I feel so. I feel so. What was his name again? Uh, Dr. Verkston. Verkston. Cool. Uh, Dr. Verkston is of an ethnicity. Indeed. We don't know what it uh, is. But he is an expert uh, in this field uh, and has a pretty detailed knowledge in many medical matters, uh, hence his deployment here. Uh, You've got some weird muscle degeneration yeah, disease, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think perhaps, yeah, Dr. Verkston. I think we can tell that Dr. Verkston is not, is not from this country um, because of the way they dress. Mm. Like, even we had the, uh, we had the black um, engineer teacher earlier, like, even though we haven't really talked too much about everyone else's ethnicity, like, they didn't stand out as being apart. Mm. Um they had like they they wear wore wearing the clothes of this whereas like we see um dr verkston and they there's just something about the colors they're wearing and the cut of the clothing that stands out as different it's not drastically different it's just there's just little it's bits of it well i wouldn't say it's subtle but it's uh it doesn't it's not like oh he's got a turban it's just like his clothes mm. look different to everyone else's um, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, they're like, so, uh, your levels are looking good. Um, have you been doing your yoga? Yes. Have you been doing it every night? Yes. Hmm. Cause you're, uh, some of your ligaments are showing very good flexibility, and in a couple of them, your flexibility is actually up, but I'm noticing some decreased degrees of flexibility in other things, so maybe we need to adjust your medication, or have you perhaps missed a night of yoga? I... 
tried some of my own exercises. The others weren't, didn't seem to be working overly well, so I thought that some adjustments might make better results. Look, naturally, the activities that you're engaging in just as a normal part of your life are doing an adequate job of keeping up your muscle strength. I don't think you need to work on your muscle strength. What we need to work is on keeping your muscles flexible and limber. If you focus too much on strength, that's just going to feed the problem that you have and it's going to make your muscles really tight and tense. You keep your muscles loosey-goosey. Don't do that. Loosey-goosey, Leo. Do it with me. And he's like, oh. doing a sort of like a wavy <laughs> thing with his hands. Like his hand, his head and his hand. Come on, Leo. Loosey-goosey. I do it once and you stop. I will stop if you do it once. Loosey-goosey, he Leo. looks around the office to make sure that there's no one else in here. It's like, loosey-goosey. <laughs> I don't think uh, that was loosey-goosey enough. Wonderful. I think your goose needs further loosening. Points noted, so I will try and remain loose. Look, and you know, the important thing is... But not too loose. The goosey. Look, your levels are down. If you weren't trying to be such a... If you weren't shooting for such a prestigious role, I wouldn't be so hard on you. Because if you were just going to be... Even if you were just going to be a basic infantry soldier, the levels of flexibility that you need and the less level of like output from your muscles would be much lower. But I'm here to support you in trying to do what you want to do. Well, I'm glad someone is. Yeah, I think you've got it in you. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Uh, he's gonna give him a rare smile. Uh, thanks, Doc. It's not a problem. So. so tell me about your mech, Dorothy. She's great. She's a little bit mouthy at times. Mm-hmm. And a bit My pushy on some issues. But uh, so I think I feel like I'm where I belong when I'm in the cockpit. This mm. is, she's gonna be what helps me show the rest of my family that I'm not some sick little boy. Are you yeah, going to, are you hoping that your family will come to the end of, uh, what, the end of school year celebration? Why would I hope in something that won't happen? Pointless. Oh, oh Leo. Well, I mean, I know it's I know it's several months away in the summertime, but I'm looking forward to seeing how you and your team perform in the uh, military games. I think that I think that you'll show us all your expertise. But anyway, time for you to get out of here. I have a hot date. <laughs> what? Go shoo back to studying or whatever. With another person. No, I'm going to go on a date with myself, Leo. Yes, that with would... another person. Ah, uh, you were joking then. I see. Well, I wish you luck. I'm going to make a dish from my homeland uh, for this person. They said that they like seafood. I wish you a lot of luck. More, in fact, 
than previously, now that I know that. <laughs> they sort of frown at you, and then they shoo you out of the office. Uh, and he, he goes to walk out of the office, and he stops in the doorway, and then he turns back, and he says, I will make them realise that they were wrong to doubt me in this. They'll have to acknowledge me eventually. Might not be by the ceremony, but it will happen. Dorothy is going to be the one to help me do that. I think Dr. Vixter sort of nods solemnly and then gives you a thumbs up and then like throws you a, ca- a little canister of pills says, don't forget your medication and then closes the door. Yeah. Uh, it's this weird. <laughs> cool. It's like to imagine the doctor with a hot date. Um, I feel like we probably don't need any more interludes, especially with the amount of time we've got left on the clock. So... I think it's like a couple of days since we did the re-specking of the mechs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Garcia comes in, uh, comes in uh, to come is waiting for you at your uh, your share house thing when you wake up and uh, sort of was waiting out the front door, was waiting waiting till they hear noises in the house, and then they knock on the door. Who's the first one up? Me. <laughs> Leo's up very early as well, but just like being really quiet when you see Garcia outside. Look out the window, just like, oh fuck. Yeah, uh, so when the minute they hear movement in the house, Garcia knocks on the door. I'll get it. Go in. I'll open the door. Go on and wake up uh, Knox if she's not already awake. Uh, Knox is already awake. They are already. They were just being quiet until they heard someone else (laughs) in the share house. You two are doing the same thing. I'm I'm just going to wait until I don't want to wake up any of the others if they're sleeping. I'm just going to stay in my room. Yeah. So you you like you like have gone downstairs to make breakfast. You go to the door. Gussie says, "Oh, brilliant! You're up. Brilliant." They walk in and they've got in their hand like a bag from one of the campus like cafes like I brought donuts Uh, he says looking at my plate of a full breakfast yeah exactly this will compliment nicely Uh, I don't know if you'll have time to eat that though because we are going to be running drills soon cool Uh, Garcia like press uh, shouts through the house I hope you other two are up because I want you ready to go in 20 minutes! I mean, We're running drills! I mean, you know they're up. I know they're up. Uh, I, just, I just woke up. I'll be out in the 20. I've got to shower first. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> like opens up the bag and pulls out a donut. And they just sit down at your table and wait for you all. Nox is pretty quick. Yeah. What do you do? Um, as you've made this big breakfast... I'm just gonna take a donut and shove some of what I what I made on a on a on a piece of bread. Some wolf of the dam. Cool. Yeah, Knox follows and just makes a full breakfast sandwich with the donut chaser and is just like, you know, scoffing it down. Cool. So we need my energy. And then uh, and then Garcia's waiting up for like, cool. 
Alright, well, now that you're all ready, uh, I'm going to meet you at the hangar, uh, which you know that the hangar is about 5Ks from where your share house is. It's on the other side of the academy, so your share house is on one side, you've got to go through like the main schooling environment, the main campus, and then on the other side is where all the hangars and the technical rooms are and things like that. It's about a 5K walk. Um, Alright, cool. So, uh, I'll see you there in... Well, I mean, you're all fit individuals, so I don't expect you to take more than 30 minutes. They get on their motorcycle and they, they're like motorized, like bike, basically, and they ride off across campus. I'm like, I'll see you there! Um, so... <sighs> so, I'm not gonna... This isn't gonna be a roll or anything. Um, who gets there first, and how tired are you? Uh, or do you all try to arrive at the same time, or how's this go? Nox will try to pace themselves to stay with the others. Alright, sure. Yeah. Uh, Leo, Leo would try and pace himself, but also make sure he's there within the 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah same. So if that requires him to be a bit more tired than a... I'm just going to assume that you're all at least as fit as Ellery, and Ellery can do like a 23-minute 5K, so yeah. you're all fine. Uh, Ramona paces herself. Yeah. I think the real problem is going to be that some of you just ate a bunch of food. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So... Who? like, oh, so I, I, I look. Leo, as they're preparing to leave, looks at Ramona's breakfast, gets the bag of donuts empties the donuts onto a plate, pushes the empty bag into your hand. You might need this. I think Nox yeah. is going to need it more, because I think Nox was the one that was described as uh, wolfing down a bunch of yeah. food. Yeah. I pretty much just... No, Nox is, Nox is fine, TM. Mm-hmm. I took some of what was my no. full breakfast and shoved it on, on a sandwich. Nox, do you throw up? With inside of Garcia, or do you take a moment to throw up before you get? Nox will get to just outside the hangar, mm -hmm. and then discreetly just vomit in the bushes yeah. to the side of the door. Yeah. Before like running a tap, cleaning themselves up, and being yeah. there and being inside, but still within the time sure. limit. What what vehicles of transport <laughs> are there? Um, there is not common public transportation on the campus. They expect you all to walk, uh, or run. Or run. Um, the, uh, you know that, like, some of, there are, like, jeeps and, uh, and motorized bicycles. Mm. Uh, you can hire, like, the motorized bicycles on, like, the weekends to, like, ride around the, uh, island and stuff like that, yeah, or on the, on the off long. time. Yeah. I'd like to give my um, Mac they, a drone just so I can use it to get get from place to place. <laughs> That's an interesting. Oh, so this is an interesting thing on the gear list for the pilot gear. Mm. One of the um, one of the things I don't think it's on here. Oh, it's on the Mac gear. Single occupancy vehicle. Oh. can be oh, one of the gear cool. that your mech cool. has. Oh, but, so like, like, your mechs are stored in the hangar, so that wouldn't have helped you in this. So you could have, like, a, a motorcycle, like, storage or something? Yeah, like a motorcycle fold, like, strapped to the back of your mech or, like, folded up inside it or something. I like the idea yeah, that, cool. um, Leo has one for Dorothy, but it's, uh, like, an aqua. 
trend, like mini to trend. Yeah, like you grab onto it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, um, uh, what's it called in Subnautica? A sea glide? Yeah. yeah. See, totally, if we ever go into the field, like hiding this thing in lakes a la Gundam. Mm, yeah, uh, that'd be so cool. Getting down to I it. I think Romarna would have some sort of bike. Well, I mean, that's the thing about the gear. The way that the gear works is um, you have three uses of pilot or mech gear. Um, pilot and mech gear. Um, so three, three pilot, three mech to use during um, a mission. Um, but it is assumed that you packed the gear you needed. So... Um, you don't state what gear you're taking beforehand. You you retroactively state yeah. the gear that you prepped. So, like, if you do a mission where you never use the single occupancy vehicle, it's not that you didn't have you don't have access to it. It's that you knew that you wouldn't need it on this mission, so you didn't yeah. bring it. Um, so, like, everyone has all of these, um, but you describe them as you take them. But yeah, so I think as you come into the hangar. Uh, Garcia, like, presses a stopwatch, it's like, well, very good, very good time, and I also like that you arrived as a team. You're really harnessing that teamwork energy. Huzzah! Woo! <laughs> uh, I've made you, I've got some, uh, drinks on the table, uh, and I also have some weapon manuals! Uh, I've collected a few... Uh, selections of weapon manuals for you all. Uh, now, we're going to be running a drill this afternoon once you've had time to practice with these firearms. Uh, we're going to be running a drill in an urban environment. I suggest you pick a weapon that you think might be useful in an urban environment because you might as well optimize. Um, but we have a few selections. We have a. Uh, we have. All of these obviously have been set up for mech use. We have a personal defense weapon or SMG, pretty high capacity. Uh, these are all using standard cased projectiles. Uh, figured we'd start you off with something more akin to what our standard uh, mainline mechs are using. And get to beam weapons and lasers and missile launches later. Uh, we have a uh, frag cannon. Think of it like a giant mech shotgun. Mm. Uh, and we also. I knew that would be interest. <laughs> we also have uh, a pretty. This is a pretty archaic weapon, actually. It's called a hand cannon. Saw it a bit on some more some of the mechs in the Burgess conflict. Um, it was pretty popular there for mechs to have like a an armor piercing pistol weapon that they could draw. Uh, most of them were equipped with with like a most of them were running mech carbines. Um, which have since been phased out in favor of more high-volume weapons like the SMG. Uh, but uh, the hand cannon is, you know, somewhat useful. Low rate of fire, but can punch through enemies, so... I'll, uh, I'll take a gander at that hand cannon. Over an environment, close quarters fighting, I'll take the frag cannon. Sure, and we also have 
And I pull out, like, this, I point to this huge sniper rifle that's on the back of a truck. And I also have this, uh, which is my personal favorite. That is a very cool gun. Well, as you two have already chosen yours, dibs. You're going to take the sniper rifle in the urban environment? Cool. Yep. Nice. That's gonna be super useful with your knives. <laughs> cool. Look, if I can get up onto a tall building or something, get a advantage point. Uh, so these don't have the utility thing. Like they don't have the questions that you ask for when you made your special weapons, but they do have harm. The pistol is uh, two harm because it is slow to fire. It's a hand cannon. Um, as opposed to normal pistols where they're like one, so okay. just pistols two. The shotgun is also two harm. The sniper rifle is three because it's super slow to fire. Actually, can I swap to the SMG? For sure, that is two as well. Yep. Just uh, like. Kind of wondering. Little looking at the sniper rifle, it's like really slow to fire. They're like, actually, I see I'm gonna take the SMG. It's like, look, fully understand. Yeah. Nick's what's the, Nox what's looks the at it rifle? with like the sort of sniper starry rifle. Eyes. Sniper rifle mechanically is harm three, but it's slow to fire and slow to reload. Nox look at, looks at it with starring eyes, and you can see them repeat to themselves urban environment. Maybe you're trading. <laughs> SMG. Mm. Just wondering if it would go well with my targeting, linked targeting. Link targeting doesn't require long ranged. No, but like, if I can... She uses a scope to see targets. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. So, interesting thing, a mech sniper rifle doesn't have a scope on it. Doesn't need one. It uses your yeah. mech's optics. But I mean like, the whole sniper rifle thing, I can still, like, use the max optics it is more it is more that um if you were in a sniper role the mode you had would be useful more than the the module you had would be useful rather than the module you have makes you useful as a sniper does that make sense yeah um so i might just go with the pan cannon that makes sense all of these options are useful it's just up, totally up to what you want Where would I, write that? I would put it like i'd probably put it mm, that's Nox a good point is, there's Nox not a great space for it um i would probably put it look at this point i just put it in that empty space okay. under look because you haven't used it oh, yeah. um but yeah really wherever yeah, you can find space i mean really you don't even necessarily i mean you've all got a weapon that does the same amount of damage so um it's easy just to say yeah. you have harm, a harm. You all have harm two weapons. Some ways to make use of that recoil as well. So yeah. the the sorry the pistol was harm two as well. The hand cannon is harm two. Yeah. So it's like a big mech revolver. Hand cannon. Hand cannon's a dope. Cool. Um, all right, so. You know, you te you go out to the range and you practice firing these weapons. Get a sort of a sense for them. Um, bluffing down range, slamming in new ammo and things. And then, uh, and then Garcia sort of, after, a f after, you know, a few hours of that, they're like, all right, I think you've thoroughly familiarized yourself with the weapons. Um, now we're going to run a scenario. 
Uh, we're going to be heading over to one of the city blocks uh, that we have set up in uh, one of the training environments. Uh, the scenario is this. You have completed your mission after being rapidly deployed, whatever, uh, but you are now in the middle of an enemy-held city. Uh, a a reinforcement detachment is being sent to the city to deal with you. Um, they are arriving about the same time that you are making your egress. So, the mission is this. Escape without becoming separated. Uh, and obviously without dying. If you can escape without being spotted, that's awesome. But mostly, escape alive. And together. Mm. We're going to be using live ammunition in this test. It is a lower caliber ammunition and a lower velocity ammunition, so it shouldn't puncture through your mechs and injure the pilots, but it will punch your armor. So, your mech's going to be taking some heat. Uh, it might help you to know that I have enlisted the help of one of the other teachers in running this test. So, it's one. I mean, you're welcome to try and find that out. Uh, you need to be at the marshalling area in the next 30 minutes. And they start a timer on all of your uh, mech's screens counting down and there's a geolocation. It's trivial to get to the location. You can practically be there instantaneously. Yeah. It's like five minutes by mech. Especially when you all have maneuverability yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. We could look at the timetables and see which uh, teachers have classes. Narrows down the list. Seems like trouble, but probably worth it. If one of you, if you guys want to figure that out, and I just head over there right now. I don't know how much help I have. So you on good terms with any of the faculty members? Perhaps you could ask to see if they know if anyone's been redeployed. Mm. Wow. I could. Uh, the likable one amongst us, after all. <laughs> the likable one. I could ask around. On, it's on not the as way if this would be top secret. No. Okay, I will uh, look around for some of my more likable nice. teachers. Um, what is. Uh, what? Who, who's the teacher that you're going to talk to to try and find out what's going on? Um, my, uh, uh, or what are they a teacher of? That's probably going to be more useful. Are they a pilot teacher, a combat teacher? Tactical engineering, a research teacher. 
pilot teacher. Alright, cool. So they teach piloting. Yeah. Um, what is their general temperament? What is their general demeanor? Do you want to just pick one off the list? Uh, Possibly yeah. chatty. Look. Chatty, uh, sure. Let's throw you okay. around. So you are talking to. You know what? You're talking to. <laughs> I was gonna go with. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go with uh, Mr. Neil. Neil Pocky. Affectionately known by some students as Professor Pocky. Sure. Despite neither being, despite not being a professor or having seemingly (laughs) any name related to Pocky. He just really enjoys the snack. Uh Uh-huh. He's a Japanese culturalist. That's why people call him the professor of Japanese. God, okay. Sure. So. why Ramona gets along with him. Ramona, Ramona, what can I do for you? I should be like, are you like swinging by their office? What are you doing? How are you talking to them? Yeah, I'll, I'll swing by their office quickly. Sure. Um, hey. Fred. I see you've brought your Mac. I have. Um, Echo's, uh, Echo and me are about to do some, um, more training. Uh, yeah. the next training exercise. That's I mean, well, I mean, down. you don't want to be late. No, I don't want to be late. I just wanted to um, come by quickly to ask if you um, know anything about the um, teacher that's in that is involved with our next exercise. I definitely do, and I definitely cannot tell you about it. So it's a secret. Or? I'm sworn to secrecy by the teacher's code. You know that, surely? Okay. I mean, I do. It's teacher-teacher confidentiality. But is there a way you could give me, like, a hint, or...? Yes, I can definitely give you a hint. This teacher pilots a mech. How many teachers in the school pilot mechs? A lot of them. Most of them. Just wanted to double check. If most of the teachers either pilot mechs, have piloted mechs, or, like, have the training to pilot mechs. Or secretly are mechs. None of them are secretly mechs. Are you sure? Yes. I'm making that a call right now. Yeah. None of them are secretly mechs. That's a hard rule for me. So, but so is this? So is finding out who who it is part of the training? Should should we try and? Information find out warfare is an important skill for a pilot to master. Sorry, that was my. Be- being able to extract information about the battlefield and your enemies. Uh, to prepare for a combat situation are all important skills that you need to cultivate if you are to be a successful pilot. And it doesn't help to be a good cook either. (laughs) Pull your side out of him. (laughs) Doesn't hurt rather to be a good cook either. Give me the teacher's day or I'll kill you. (laughs) Oh, speaking of uh, cooking, I... uh also uh, have some leftover tart that I made the other day. So. Ooh, a tart. Uh, 
You As know, I won't be swayed by bribery. I mean, it was worth a try, but I mean, still, as one of my favorite teachers, I thought I'd bring the tart anyway. Mm. Are you attempting to manipulate them using your feelings? Possibly. <laughs> Alright, roll me plus emotion. What condition are you hoping to give? I guess you're hoping to give them the, the condition blabber mouth or loose lips. Just a little bit. Um, I mean, this is part of my infiltration. Think of the condition well fed. Let's go with. I don't think it's time to... Is that 2? It's 2d6 yeah. plus your uh, emotion. Fuck! No, no, come back. Come back. Why are you like this? Allow me to help you out by <laughs> moving this for you. That blue dice is gone. We'll find it later. Yeah, I'll just pick another one. Uh, uh, six, seven. Hey! Seven's enough. Hey. So, plus one coming through. Yeah. On a seven to nine, they f uh, they fight back. That's a weird phrasing for that. Um, you choose one. It is their words that hurt you. Take a condition. Their actions cut deep. Take a harm. Uh, you say too much. Something you care about is threatened. What is it? Sorry, can you repeat that a little bit? It is your word. It is their words that hurt you. Take a condition. So they say something in response to your flattery that hurt that uh, hurts you. Their actions cut deep. They strike at you, and you take a harm. Uh, you say too much. Something you care about is threatened. It occurs to me this may have actually been a push through instead. But we've already called for the move. I think it actually probably should have um, been a push through. The, the last one. Sure. Um, something you care about is threatened. Um, something you care about is threatened. I think you could do it potentially in a way where you're... like With the, with the whole you say too much of all like... This is exactly what we are hoping to do. So we really need to know who the teacher is to see because this is going to be our formation and we all have to exit together mm -hmm. in a group. Uh, we really want to do well in this exercise. Yeah. I think... These are the new weapons we put on. Nope. We can move the couch yeah, later. Yeah, I'll look for it later. I think... Um, I think what happens is... Um, they, uh, he starts like talking about stuff as you're feeding this food and, uh, as you are like talking to them, you're, no, Echo notices that the timer's running really close to time. Ah, nice. So what is threatened is that, uh... <laughs> You can get the information from them, um, but you're going to cut it really close and you're going to have to make a push through to get there on time for the mission. You know what, Professor? 
actually, you're right. I I could try and um. I, I don't know why I came came to you for this information because you're right. The the whole getting knowledge thing is is a part of our uh, is a part of our training, and I need to learn to get the knowledge for myself. Oh, uh, do I still get pie? Yes, you do. Oh, wonderful. Well, in because that case, I'm I glad that you... I was bringing you pie anyway. I'm glad, I'm glad that you found the courage to be true to yourself or yeah. whatever. I, I realize it is probably more important to get to the training on time. And mm, yes, it's important to be punctual. Yes. Uh, and I'm running out of time. <laughs> indeed. So you, you rush off. You don't get the information, but, uh, but you do get there on time so and were you guys gonna try and do some other kind of thing yeah we're gonna try and look up the um class timetables and see which teachers are currently booked or tutoring or in classes and who is not for the for when our match our, our drill is supposed to start sure to and, like make it make a list of who might be available look i think that that's very easy to do um, because it's not that useful. It gives you a list of about six names. Um, one of them is, you eliminate Garcia because you know Garcia is not going to be in it because they would have phrased it that way. Um, which leaves you with six names. There are six teachers that this could be. Um, with varying mechs of varying capabilities. You, I will give you this, you managed to eliminate a further two because they are famed as a fighting duo. They pilot um, two mechs that are capable of combining and fighting as one. Um, so you don't think it's them because Garcia would have said, oh, I've, I've gotten multiple teachers to yeah. help me. So I've got a teacher. You're the man of his word. Could we uh, also swing by the mech bay and see... Just came from the mech bay, so it would cut your time down to circle back around. Not impossible, mm -hmm. but it, may, it will mean that you'll definitely need to make a push through. Um, and possibly even might have to start a clock to try and get back into on Leo's, Leo's just going to head to the site. Uh, because he figures that those two have probably got it covered um, and even if they didn't uh, having an unknown enemy is probably good training in of itself sure I mean Ramona has come to that conclusion at the end as well but he's, like, he's primarily just like, like these if, two if, should be if, able to find something if this is she's like she's all on board for finding out who it was before but now she's like I'm okay with making that part of the training sequence. Can I check that live feed and see if there's a mech amongst the proto-mechs that were... Oh, yeah, the, the live file? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they'll be being shipped to the place probably sure. together. Look, I mean, that is primarily a service... That was a list of, like, serviced servicing things and stuff, so it's like those mechs are being serviced and deployed and this loadout was approved by Garcia. Um, so... 
I think you see that there are two mechs being prepped um, for uh, deployment to um, to various training fields. It doesn't say what training field they're being sent to because presumably their pilots will just be picked up. But you see that the Exeter and the Amon are both being deployed. Um, Exeter and Amon are both being deployed for something today. Um, so, uh, you know that the Exeter is something of a um, tough, durable monster, um, and that uh, it is quite formidable in close to short range combat, but the Amon is an incredibly versatile mech um, that excels at ambush tactics. that Nox is going to meet up with the others. Cool. What do you tell them? Uh, I tell them that these are the two mechs. So I've, I narrowed the list down from six to four and then down to two. I can't tell which of the two it will be, but these are the two mechs. These are their usual capabilities. So we should develop tactics or keep in mind tactics for either of these two scenarios. What are the mech's capabilities? That. Which yeah. is the saying. One is so close combat, the okay. other one's incredibly versatile and ambushy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do like do we have the names of the those usual pilots? Amon is piloted by Vega and the Exeter is piloted by Akahiro. Oh, Makes sense. <laughs> if the exit doesn't have four arms, that would be bad. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> I just picked the name. I was like, oh yeah, I can hear a Vega. They're right next to each other. Um, well, if it's the extra, we stay away from it. The long jump module should give us the maneuverability to stay out of close range combat provided they're not stupid so the Sorry, part of the which, which mech has which exeter is uh harmed short range okay amon is versatile ambusher okay um yeah uh so as you're like getting ready uh you are ushered to like this location and you see uh there's a lot of buildings that are about no more than like 10 stories tall uh, a lot of them are four stories four to five stories there's a lot of like warehouse kind of buildings you know, most of these are kind of just shells um there's a lot of money that is spent on building these places um pretty much everything is built out of prefabricated concrete panels and then like propped up by steel braces inside um it takes practically no effort to like push one of these buildings over mm. or to like mm. burst through the walls of it because uh, they are mass produced and quickly produced um, there's a bit of paint given to them to make the buildings kind of look a bit different so that uh, you can't just so that it is not 
superficially easy yeah. to camouflage yourself. Um, but the area that you're near is sort of like two warehouses um, and a bit of a like courtyard. Well, not a courtyard, but like a, a loading area, like where like trucks might park. Um, and uh, you see that it's got like a, uh, it's got like signs on it saying that it's like a, this is a secure military site or whatever. Yeah, it will be sure. Yeah, indeed. Um, so this is clearly the place where whatever it is that you had to attack was, and now you have to try and escape from here. Um, you have a vague sense of the layout of the city, but like every time this these spaces are used, they rebuild them and it's yeah. different. So um, You have more of a sense of the space that the city has to fit in than you do the streets. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I think it's time to suit up. So, the timer ticks down and you hear um, Garcia say over the radio, uh, uh, well done on completing your mission. You need to get out of there now. We have enemy forces closing in on you. Um, you just need to get out of the city as quick as you can. Um, I, I'll give you information about the enemy uh, as I can as they get closer, but uh, you, you need to get out of there now. You need to go. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, let's roll, let's do those suit up moves, which is, uh, when the action begins, describe your pilot and mech preparing to deploy. What does it look like? Show us what they're doing. Uh, show us what they're going through. Uh, describe the launch. Uh, so, who wants to go first? Um, where are we launching from? You're in, like, this truck loading area. Yep. <laughs> Um, let me see, okay, um, well, I guess I'll go first, um, so, Leo, sort of, because he was the first to arrive, uh, was already suited up in his neck, waiting, uh, he sort of, like, absentmindedly, uh, plugs down a final number in his Sudoku book, uh, then puts it away, uh, starts keying commands uh, into the mech uh, it starts to rise uh, off the truck um, what's can I say Dorothy uh, play something Let's make it a good one for this uh, play something sad she's gonna queue up um, run rabbit run uh, <laughs> on the soundtrack uh, and with that blasting and the mech finally vertical uh, from the back of the truck. It's going to hunker down and then leap forward. Nice. Sure. Next. Okay. Um, well, um, Ramona's gonna. Do you want to turn it up? After it was moving into its speed. Uh, get into Echo and all suited up and. Uh, make all her final checks of everything um, and switch everything on and stuff and she's just going to be like okay 
just gonna go over the the mission in her head. Just gonna be like, stay with the team, escape the city. Don't po die. Don't die. <laughs> Possibly find out which teacher is, but not a priority. Look after your teammates. And then I think you see, uh, you see Dorothy leap uh, out of the staging area and onto the next street. And I'm just gonna be like, "All right, Echo, follow suit." Cool. Can't let, can't uh, let them get out of our sights. Sure. Uh, and so you chase off. Uh, I assume you'd leap also. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are you doing? Leaps and bounds. Uh, Nox is running a brief systems check just to make sure that everything's, all the new things are all integrated. Mm -hmm. um, and just after Garcia said, and just as everyone else is leaping out, says, Are you ready, Penumbra? <laughs> to which they reply, Ready. And then just leap. Nice. So you leap and you all sort of land on the next street and sort of like a staggered like three uh, and immediately as you do you see um, you see uh, two pseudomechs uh, sort of sweep in at the far end of the street uh, and then they start like uh charging down the street towards you uh you know they've got those short ranged uh cannons and the claws on their arms and they're trying to close ranks to get you what do you do um we should just jump over them i need to deal with this nonsense yeah i agree we the can short range combatants we can just jump over them sure is that what you do use our maneuverability against them are there skyscrapers in this? Uh, the tallest building is about 14 levels, I think I said. Uh, so not quite skyscrapers, yeah. but high-rises. Have a manoeuvre in mind, potentially. Alright, <laughs> cool. So you leap over these as they charge forward, and now you're further down the street. They sort of like, the buildings. They sort of, like, turn and start to close, and you're sort of closer to, like, the intersection that they came down now. Mm. Um... And you see, uh, it's sort of a T intersection, so you can go left or you can go right. You're kind of in the middle of the city. You don't really know where which one is, where which is going. But you can go left or you can go right. I think to the left beyond the city you can see mountains, and to the right beyond the city you can see ocean. But other than that, like those two terrains are both very far away from the city. It doesn't tell you much. Let me do a little bit of a scout each direction. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change forms and ex accelerate a little bit each direction. If you can hold this point for like five minutes. Alright, yes, we'll hold we'll up hold here. We'll hold the line. Okay. Sure, which are you gonna check first? Right, first. Alright, so as you head down the right, these two mechs are now turning and charging towards you. You head down the right, and the street looks clear ahead. Um, the next couple of intersections are all kind of empty streets. You don't really see anything. You don't really see where the 
where this pseudo-mechs came from. And as that happens, these two mechs close in on you two. Uh, what do you do as they're about to uh, fire their guns at you? Um, what weapon did you have? The SMG? SMG. Uh, I would like to, uh, as they're about to, they're about to fire, I'd like to, uh, use my grappling hook to, like, shoot out the, uh, the bladed harpoon into the one on the left, mm -hmm. uh, and then drag it into the field of fire, uh, of, of the, the one on the right. Sure. Alright. Meanwhile, Nox is going to start laying down cover fire, <laughs> so that... If they do get a chance to recover, they're not just going to immediately fire back on um, Leo. Sure. So, make me that uh, that attack roll. Which so two d six plus violence. Plus violence for go all out. Um, do you get the forward? forward oh yeah, plus one forward. Pseudomex. Protomex. Sweet. That takes it to a eight. Nice. Uh, on a. On a seven to nine, pick two. No, on a seven to nine, pick one from the list. Deal harm to the enemy. Avoid taking damage. Uh, take something from them. Put them where you want them. Everyone takes plus one yeah, against the target. Avoid taking damage at sure. this stage, uh, and because the maneuver was more designed to trip up their initial barrage. Yeah. So, like the the harpoon sinks into the one of the pseudo mechs, but it's more superficial. Yeah, I think you don't quite put them where you want them. But yeah. you, I mean, the, your grappling hook connects, um, but it more just like throws off their aim and their shot goes high, uh, and so you don't take any damage. Uh, and then you're going to shoot them. Yep. So I'm gonna shoot them. Yeah, roll me two d six plus your plus one forward uh, and plus violence, I guess. But you don't have violence. No. Hey, plus one forward makes that a seven. Seven. Nice. Oh, and you got double threes, which is a synergy. Yay! Um, One day I will get a synergy. So what uh, What number did that get us to, sorry? Seven. 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 Cool. Yep, so same same choice. You can deal harm, avoid taking damage, take something from them, or put them where you want them. Um, I'm going to... It's forceful moves. It should be better. Deal damage. Sure. <laughs> uh, because so I also want to um, keep their attention, uh, try and drag their attention off, uh, firing back at Do Dorothy. And sure. So you take one harm. Mm -hmm. uh, to mech or? To mech. Uh, but uh, they take two harm. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, one of their mechs explodes uh, as they get a shot off on you. Uh, the other one is still attached to your harpoon. Um, Sweet. And back down the other end of the street. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've seen that these streets seem mostly empty. Yeah. Want to uh, go check out the left side now? Yeah. And can I? Is it how like high are the buildings around us? Can I just bound over to the left across the buildings to have a better look that way? Um, you could, but, uh, so, if you have an unobstructed un view of the city, 
That means that people have an unobstructed view of you as well. Uh, no, never mind. Uh, so, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there are, I mean, there might be other people up on the buildings, but you, uh, other mechs up on the buildings, or there might be people in, ad, in advantageous uh You positions. run the risk of being yeah. It is not definite, but it's possible that you might be spotted. Go watch your blue sidelines. Mm. But it is definitely a thing you can do. It is within, it is 100% possible. I'm just trying to maximize my time. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll just go. I'll just go straight over to the left and have a, a quick look. Sure. So you like run back down the yeah. um, road here, uh, zooming past these guys as uh, uh, as like a barrage hits. Um, hits what I'm doing. I have a moment. Uh, and then what are you doing? Because uh, the one that survives is the one that still grapples. Mm-hmm. Going to the arm with the cable is grab it, yank it forwards as I pull out the flat cannon and pull it like against the barrel. Yeah, so as you retract that line in, yeah. you're going to slam the frag cannon up again. So uh, go all out. So 2d6 plus violence. <gasps> you get a synergy, and that's a Yay! seven. Yay! Nice. So um, pick one. Gonna be dealing damage. Sure. Uh, for this uh, one. So yeah, you deal two damage to them. Um, as I reel them in. Uh, yeah, and their mech, and that mech explodes as you blast into it, uh, and then you, uh, yeah, then you like, you retract the, your grappling hook fully retracts. Am I taking a harm as well? Um, look, normally I would say yes, but I feel like you kill it before it gets a chance to shoot you, because it did just fire a shot, so I don't think narratively it makes sense Sweet. for you to take damage. Nice. Um, yeah, and then and then I think we see um, at the far end of the left side, where mm-hmm. you are sco- scooting down, you see more empty streets, and then you get to um, a four-way intersection and down uh, each of the three directions that you haven't yeah, the three directions that you haven't gone down because there's one of the directions that you just came in through there are two pseudomechs down each one so six in total and they're marching towards the that intersection point that you are now at um, the two pseudomechs which uh, way? Six pseudomechs. Six. Six. Which Sorry, way six. are we going? Left or right? We're going right. Go right. I'll catch up with you if you went if you finish dealing with those two. Load another shell into the flat cannon. Uh, sling it back over my back. Take uh, the leap. And then start moving out mm. right. I'm not gonna leap at this time because we're letting. Um, Nox. 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 Knox, Ramona, catch up to us. Yeah, yeah, fair. And also trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, I'm sure. gonna head back as soon as I see that. Yeah, so you start shooting back, and these yeah. like six mechs like converge on that point. Now they're coming down the street, and uh, you catch up to the other two really easily. And there's a couple of side streets uh, coming off of this one, but like they all, none of them stand out. Mm. Uh, they all lead to more streets. Uh, so it's pretty much. Um, do you go all the way to the end of this street and then take the next one, or do you take one of the intermittent branches off, I suppose? Okay. Look to Echo and Ramona, who now yeah, path one is in this. Um, 
gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of a risk and go up up higher to get a better vantage point. Sure. So you jump up onto the top of one of the buildings. Yeah. Uh, you see at the far end. Uh, actually, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to trigger. Um, the reading. Weigh the odds, I think. When you look for opportunities, yeah. roll plus techno. Sweet. Uh, and then you get to ask the questions as written. Okay. So they have blank spaces. Go, go, you can Sophie. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that is a five. Bang. On a miss, you can't get a read, but they can. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Oh, no. oh shit. As you I jump up there, you're sort of looking at the battlefield. Um, Look, I support you taking that risk. Yeah, it's a, it was a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, just not with you. I would have done the same. I mm-hmm. think you I jump up there and you see... Uh, you're scanning around and you don't see anything at first. And then you see... Um, a explosion um, uh, at the far end of that street that your friends were that you were all just heading down the right street um, and a building has toppled and blocked one of the roads down there okay so building just got knocked over at the far end of the street and there's those six mechs advancing down the street that you're in so you've got a fallen building at one end and six pseudo mechs coming towards you and you're in the middle and there's one or two and there's three or four side streets coming off this in various directions this smells like an ambush i'm gonna suggest we go down one of the side streets so we don't get stuck between why not yeah. simply go over the obstacle i was thinking going over the obstacle might be a thing but we've got the prototype jump modules might be another test of those jump modules it's worth a try Leo's just like the enemy might not expect us to just fucking zip over it it. Mm. Uh, okay I think I think we should go I like the side streets idea uh, as a Last resort, let's test our jump abilities and try to jump over the building. So, so you approach that fallen building at the yeah. far end, and as you get close to it, a building um, down one of uh, behind you uh, explodes and falls across the road. Um, it feels very much to you like they've boxed you in and are trying to force you to go down one of the side streets rather than mm. go down the street at the mm. end of this street. Um, They're trying to close us in. So trying to force you onto the side. Yeah, yeah, attempt to move towards the first fallen building and jump leap over, over it. it. Yeah. You jump over it um, easily. Uh, there's nothing in your way the building isn't that tall like you can jump really high as we've established so you clear it easily Uh, and now you are on kind of this large boulevard um, and all of the buildings along this boulevard that kind of stretches along the entire um, course really Um, it's like a double wide street and the buildings on the 
far side, uh, so there's the fallen building behind you. I guess we'll call that we'll call that west. Um, and now there's this promenade stretching to the north and the south. And on the east side of this road are just a bunch of tall buildings. All the buildings on this side are like 14 floors tall and they're kind of painted to look silvery which you assume is meant to be like these are like skyscrapers like it's painted to give the illusion of mirrored glass okay. uh, and you can go north or south along this boulevard look to uh remind her again um did you want to turn your jamming module on is that going to be able to affect us talking to each other? No, it doesn't jam your yes. communications. Sure. Considering I might have given myself away. Might Just be. give me a second. Yeah. Uh, so their communications are fuzzled now. If they get close to us, their communications will be jammed. Sweet. To make it harder for them to coordinate. I'm going to sort of... Oh, doggo. Um, I'm, try I'm trying to remember what what it is you, you said about the, the area. It's a big wide street, basically, is the main thing. It's got taller buildings on one side of the street. Um, Just go down the street. North or south? Be cautious. South. Like... Stick, like maybe stick not go straight down the middle of the street south would take you back towards where you've come from but it, you will north. end in a diff end up in a different part of the city just because you've moved several blocks across mm. yeah, just north keep train. going north sure um but i i suggest we not like go straight down the middle like just stick to the stick sides. to the sides sure who's on what side of the street um on the left I'll, I'll go on the right and no wait hmm. yeah I'll go on the right you guys can go on the left okay because oh, I I can move over just as fast if I need yeah. to sure as uh, you're walking up the left side uh, of the build of the street uh, you see uh Four arms tear through the building, uh, and they grab. I and, and believe two, it's Exeter. And two arms grab each of you, um, and they uh, and they're holding on to you. Um, oh, how are they grabbing us? All three of us? With, no, no, no. Those two, because you're on the right side. Yeah. They're on the left side. Oh. It's burst through the wall. What are we? What are we talking here? Like round, like the neck. I think they've got. I think that that there is a hand on your neck and shoulders, um, like roughly in this collarbone-ish region, and then there's like a hand on one of your limbs. Because I've got a two. module list in here. Uh, yeah. I've got a module list over here too. Thanks. I just want to double check what one of mine does. Yeah, sure. So, um, and you can't hear them because you've got Jerry God. I mean, they can use the uh, they can use speakers, but yeah, they're not using it right now. Oh, I thought you said 
that ours weren't affected. No, 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 we can't hear them. We can't oh. hear they them. choose to open channel with us. Um, yeah. Even if they're trying to talk to you, they'd have to turn on the speaker on their neck. Can we draw weapons? Yes. You still have a free army. I'm going in with my free arm, draw the flat cannon and put it under the arm that's like grabbing the shoulder and mm-hmm. then pull the trigger. Sure. Um, uh, roll. Yeah, go all out. If that fails, I, I'm going to make a move to try and free you guys. That's right. My move's going to be to try and get more That's of my knives. A7 with my plus one. Join to the wrist. Sure. With a seven, pick one. Uh, so, deal harm, avoid taking damage, take something from them, put them where you want them. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to deal the damage because the objective of this was to like blow the limb off one of the limbs. I mean, blow the limb off can be take something from them. Oh, awesome. In that case. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's the goal of this is basically grab, sever that arm. So, so. It, it, I guess it's it's the question of what's more important, releasing yourself from their grip or dealing damage to them? Uh, releasing from the grip. Right, so take something from them. So you put that gun up under okay. their wrist and they just let go. Uh, yep. And then you see the uh, you see that those two arms reach back through the building um, and you get the impression that they're reaching behind the mech as it pulls through the building more and now it's got a shield in those two arms and it's put the shield between you and um and uh and penumbra so basically what has happened there is uh with your partial success you freed yourself but now it is harder for you to free penumbra yeah um, and it's and still holding on to I'm going to try with my hand mm-hmm. getting my daggers and just stabbing them through the uh, wrist yeah. joint. So you can get one of your daggers because your other hand is bound by it because it's right. got the forearm, so it's got one on your neck, one on your... Then I'll, yeah, stab for the one that's got my neck. Sure. Um, go for it. Go all out. Go, buddy. Nice. Oh, it's a seven. Nice, so pick one. Um, okay, instead, mm-hmm. can I, using put them where I want them, kick up and get a foot against the shield and try and kick it out of position? Ah, yes, you so can. So that it's open yeah, yeah, yeah. to attack. Sure. So, yeah. I think you go to put the knife in and you realize that that's not going to work. And so you would, like, you Just sort of twist and pivot <coughs> into a different move and kick the shit out of the way. I'm yep. fine with that. Um, yeah. Uh, and as you do that, they, like, squeeze and you feel uh, sharp blades going in. Well, you don't feel, but, like, the number's like, Ow! Ow. <laughs> got like red diagrams flashing up yeah. there. Just, just see like the collarbone section is flashing and like one of your arms is flashing and you take... Uh, Get jostled a bit. You take two harm. Oof! Oh, 
Oof. Mm -hmm. So are they... That's the three lost. Are they still being held or...? Yes, it still has a hold of Penumbra, but the shield that was blocking um, mm. you two from being able to see Penumbra or get direct access to Penumbra has been momentarily kicked out of the way. Like, the mech still has hold of its shield, but it's like it's been jostled out of position. Mm. Uh, okay. And you can see these claws digging into Penumbra's um, matte finish. Mm. Um, and what do you do, Sophie? Um, I would like to pull out, um, what's his face, Extinction, and attempt to slice across both of the arms holding. Sure, so you're gonna like close the distance and cut down through the arms? Yeah. Sure, roll me 2d6. Come on, buddy. That is an 8. Nice. nice. Pick nice. one from the go all out list. So you can take something from them, you can put them where you want them, you can avoid taking damage, like or you can deal harm to them. <laughs> yeah. Does I would like count? to take Penumbra from them. <laughs> yeah, that counts. So you can take things from them that are... You can... The, the take things from them is purposefully left vague so that you can take kind of anything from them as long as it makes sense. Like, you'd be like, I take the in the initiative from them. They I throw them off kilter or something. And they oh, get confused. Cool. Or you'd be like, I take their gun. Or I take their arm. Or I take back my friend. I take the pilot. Yeah. Well, uh, fuck. I never thought of that. Yeah, you could try and take the pilot. Jesus. Presumably there'd have to be some legwork before that was attempted, though. Mm, look, I mean, it just have to make narrative sense. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think if you had like big razor sharp talents and you're like, I'm going to take the pilot, I'm like, yeah, you tear the cockpit out. Razor sharp talents, sense. you say. But if you're like, oh, I've got my sledgehammer and I take the pilot, I'm like, you want to deal harm to the pilot because I can't see other, any other way you're doing that. But yeah. Um, I would like to take, uh, yeah, take Penumbra out of that situation. Sure. Um. Alright, yeah. I'm going to give um, the Exeter one harm because you're just really cutting their uh, hands. It's not yeah. death for them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I forgot to give them extra hitboxes. Is that sweet armor? Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's only one extra hitbox. I forgot I changed the heavy armor rules. Uh, so yeah, you 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 take them, um, and uh, in the process, would that also count as like bringing them to stand together? Doing that in the next move. Stand together. Oh, stand together is helping. Oh, okay. It's a helping move. So your move here is that you freed Penumbra oh, okay. um, yeah. by slashing um, in their arms. Okay. But um, I think what we see is they, yeah, you slice into the arms and then it's sort of like, it's sh it lets go of its shield and slashes at you as you pull away and you take one harm in exchange. Mm. Okay. Um, it just barely manages to graze you as it drops its shield and then it sort of rolls around and scoops up its shield with its broken arms. So Me the shield the mech? The mech. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. In this instance, the mech. Yeah. Uh, oh. This is... They're not trying to kill you. 
Um, yeah, so we see the Exodus sort of turn around, uh, surprisingly agile for this big, beefy mech, and it picks up its shield. Um, we, you hear it kind of lock and click um, into that other arm. And we also see those two arms on the damage side sort of lock closer together and become one arm as it holds the shield. So it now has three arms instead of four. Uh, and it sort of turns and looks at you and it sort of pulls back out of the wreckage of this building and puts a tiny bit of distance between you Um, and you see it like sort of working its claws and then you hear like a crackle come over the speakers Um, it's like ah well aren't you good little students jamming signal I was saying it over the speaker on the mech. Right, okay. So So everyone in the area can hear this, presumably. Indeed. Um, I am... Do I recognise that voice? uh, You recognise it in the sense that you've definitely heard it before, but not in the sense that you can immediately place it. But you know from context, this is the Exeter, that must be our hero. The Exeter is this big... Chunky mech. Chunky boy. Very chunky boy. And you can see that it's got... um, You can see that it's got, uh, like, wheels coming off of... uh, On its shins. um, And a few... uh, Sort of like treads. Almost like if it dropped onto its shins, it would then have wheels to move quickly. Uh, And you can also tell that it's got... Super stable footing. Like, its feet are a bit larger than you'd expect for a mega that size. Yeah. Um, and its legs are, like, locking um, in places. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got that big-ass shield. Um, and it's sort of giving space between you. Are there any tall buildings in the vicinity? Yes. Down the one side of the street, there are four... T- there are massive buildings I need mm-hmm. you two to hold it in place for a moment okay and then get ready to get cleared I'll do okay. my best uh, and I'm going to prepare a move you know what it occurs to me that probably would have been a way the odds move um, like we, we already know that there's the tall buildings there, but you did say I look around to see buildings. So I need to get a bit better at okay. triggering that. So I think that would have been a trigger of the way the odds. So like you do automatically know there are tall buildings, but also roll two d six plus tech. Uh, um, seven. So flat seven on a seven to nine. Ask one. Uh, it's on the reading moves. It's the front sheet. The modules, I think. So, how can I weaken blank? What should I be wary of? Where is blank? Uh, what he begs me to use it, which is probably a question that needs to be changed. Um, uh, and how might I leave here in peace? So, I, I guess the only question that really... Because I already have in mind what I want to You already do. have the answer of, just yes, there are tall buildings here. Um, so, basically, like, I know what I want to do to weaken them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but our priority well, is probably not really applicable or is um i will go so i'll go um because the second piece of this that i need um because i already have this information from you that the, the building structure is really weak mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go where where so there's two ways I could think to ask this. So one is saying, what should I be wary of in thinking of where I can where position this? Where is the load-bearing wall? So it's going to, like, if it collapses, it's not going to... I'm going to reduce the odds of it coming down on the team. Mm -hmm. The other one is, where is a vehicle um, for the second component of how I want to do this? So I already have in my mind what I want to do. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, you can ask either one of those. I would say that what should I be wary of is asked as written. So it is whatever I think you should be wary okay, of. Okay, well, I'll go what should I be wary of then. Sure. What you should be wary of, they have reinforcements coming. This is time limited. Um, okay. They are trying, as much as you are trying to stall, they are trying to stall. You're trying to buy time to drop a building on them. They're trying to buy time for them to overwhelm you. So I'm gonna need a way try to slow I'm him down but like not completely defeat him. Yeah, over the channel. We have we've got one shot at this and if it doesn't work we bail. Where do you need him? Uh, I'd like to use him this the um the little like tax screens, like signal a position um so I really just need him to be held in black kept you in place. You need to keep him from moving. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm long as you can keep him from moving by damaging his mobility or finding a way to hold him. If I ran circles around him. Look, I couldn't that could work. Yeah, actually. that could work yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, going to run circles around him. Nice. Uh, so really, really fast, so I change my form and run circles around him is what I'm going to do. Cool. So, as you... Um, also, do what you need to do. Do it fast. Yeah. yeah. I presume you guys will do your thing. Yeah, you two are... You, you're, he's sort of like waiting. He's like, you don't have anything to say? That's very rude for you to not uh, not talk to your teacher when they uh, dress you. We don't want to get distracted, teach. Oh, you don't want to get distracted. Well, that's a pity. And you see them, like, draw two pistols and they just unload across the street at you. That's when I start moving. Mm. So. I will start putting down covering fire with that SMG. Yeah, so like, they, like, reach into their shield. They reach into their shield and pull, draw two pistols. You're firing at them. Uh, you're running around them. Uh go all out to shoot at them. Yep. Also, I would like to use my motion periodically while I'm running around them to just say... I would like to demonstrate my answer through here. the medium of bullets. That sounds like you're attempting to maybe confuse them or taunt them. Yes. Taunting is good. I'm taunting them to give me Six. all the attention. Dang. Bet you look, can't get me to... Look, you're shooting at them. You take, two, you take one harm. I've been That's working. full harm. Really? Yes. I had one from the uh, pseudo oh man. Two from him just from being grabbed. And now another one. Brilliant. So you, we don't trigger the death boo for your mech yet. That gets triggered when you need to take one... Uh, when you need to take harm but can't is when the death move is triggered. 
Right. So you need to not get shot at again. Yes. Um, that's where my taunting comes yeah, in. Yeah, but you do... You guys start yeah. hear, hearing yeah, uh, like, Nox swearing over the comms. Yeah, they're like pulling up their shield as they shoot at you and your bullets are ricocheting off it. And uh, yeah, we see bullets dig into... Uh, I am red across the board. Penumbra cannot take more of this. Whatever you're doing, do it fast. And you're circling around them. And what are you saying to taunt them? Um... Hey, Teach. Bet you can't hit me. I'm, I'm, I'm the fastest pilot. Gotta go fast. I'm the fastest pilot in this, in this school. Catch me. I was really tempted to just be like, you know, I'm really glad that Garcia is our homeroom teacher because you are just terrible. The fastest (laughs) pilot in this school is a big claim, Uh but I'm here for it. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, they, they. I mean, that is what. She's aiming yeah, for. She's yeah, aiming yeah. to be fast. Roll me two d six plus your emotion. That is seven eight. Eight. Cool. So, um, uh, you give them the condition. I guess taunted. Uh, and uh, you also have to choose one. Uh, so on a seven to nine, uh, on a seven to nine, uh, they fight back. You choose one. Uh, it is their words that hurt you. Take a condition. Their actions cut deep. Take a harm. You say too much. Something you care about is threatened. Uh. A couple of nasty ones. They're all nasty. It's meant to be... No, none of them is a good choice. I'll just take a harm. Alright, take one harm. So they they do manage to land a shot on you. They're like, hmm, yes, fastest in the school. Uh, And then I think... I'm aiming for it. And then I think you hear like a rumbling... So basically what I'm doing mm-hmm. is I'm taking use of this little opening, my extra horsepower, mm-hmm. and the fact that I have two grappling hooks. Mm-hmm. So step one is I shoot out one of my, like, harpoons through, like, a nearby bus or a car, mm-hmm. and then I am going to grab it, uh, give it, like, a swing, and then put it through the base of one of the nearby buildings. You're making, like, a meteor hat. I'm going to turn and choose my second grappling hook, to the top of that building as the foundations have come apart and I'm going to pull it down. Look, it sounds like a push through. Yeah. It sounds like a push through. Taking sure. advantage purely because this environment, they're so malleable yeah. to just basically blow out the bottom and then drag one down on top of him. Sure. Ah, oh, nope. What'd you get? I got a free. Look, that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, so... I, I think you do smash through uh, that building. The buildings are really close together, though, so you don't smash through one building. You smash through several, and then oh, you no. start to notice the street is collapsing on you, basically. Uh, but as you're like winding up to that, we hear uh, 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 we hear this grumbling come from the Exeter and then you hear this kind of like vicious angry voice that is not 
uh, Akihiro uh, say, uh, I'm done playing with these children. Uh, and then uh, it charges towards... Um, it drops onto its knees and charges to try and grab um, Echo as you're circling around them. Um, and then we see the wave of buildings falling into the middle of the road. Can I jump? So, like You can certainly jump. try and jump. I would like to jump towards Penumbra and... Penumbra's I- jumping. To yeah. try and get Every out year. of the oh, shadow. Okay. Okay. I'm well, like, I'm just going to try and go like out from underneath these buildings. Uh, I think... Um, I'd just like to jump up. Yeah, indeed. I think that this is going to be um, a... I think this is going to be a uh, push-through roll. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody jump I think everybody needs to make me a push-through roll. Um, and I feel like this is probably... Actually, this isn't a push-through roll. I think, you, yeah, you just jump up. You jump up and try and, and hope to clear the buildings. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and as you jump up, you see all the rubble falling down on the, uh, on the Exeter. Can I use the, the rubble falling to, like, like... You want to do the classic anime... Yep. I think that'll probably just put you in more danger. Worth it? <laughs> Look, if you want to do that, that's definitely a push-through, and there's definitely a push-through with technical. I'm doing it for the vine. All right. Go for it. Doing the anime hop. Yeah, these other two desperately jump away, and you're like, I'm going to do this with style. So, yeah, roll me 2d6 plus technical. Because this is precision piloting, for sure. Oh, the dice. Hey, that's an 11. That's an 11. That's an 11. So, you do it. And you fucking show off as you do it. You're jumping th- uh, across these buildings as they fall down on the Exeter. We see the Exeter, like, bring its shield up over it as the rubble is, like, collapsing on them. And these other mechs, like, round the corners. Um, and you, uh, you see now that the buildings have collapsed, that, that row of buildings is, like, that is, uh, pretty close to, like, a storm water drain mm. that leads to the edge of the city. I watch, uh, Echo, uh, fucking leaping from rubble to rubble in his acrobatic display, and I'm just, like, Wink. fastest pilot in the school. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm certainly interested to see how that plays out. Uh, Mm -hmm. As Leo is impressed by that display. I think... uh, I think, yeah, we see see you two, like, land haphazardly into the stormwater drain and and then Echo sort of, like, uh, coming to a more uh, graceful stop. Um, And you you rush uh, towards the end... Uh, of the thing, and I think we do trigger now, or rather we can trigger, it's up to you. We made it. When you steal a quiet moment after a fight, mark a piece of relevant gear, pick a boon, and answer the question. Uh, so, um, 
It really, actually, it probably should be pick a boon and then mark a piece of relevant gear in terms of operation order of operation. Now that I think about it. Um, so what are you trying to gain? So this is the quiet moment as you're escaping um, and sort of catching your breath after getting out of that fight and also more or less completing the scenario. Um, uh, it is on the special move sheet. Special moves. Take a moment. And we made it. We made it. That's on the right hand side. So it should be pick a boon and then mark a piece of gear. Um, I'm going to pick the clearing a harm from my mech. Sure. With the repair tools and parks and parts. Nice. Uh, and what soothes your wounds? Um, um, so that's not necessarily what makes what is fixing you. It's like what makes this okay. The fact that technically we've beaten so far the scenario. Because the goal was to survive and get out together. Look, true. We may be in rough shape, but at least we're out together. And Nox is far more pleased being the one to take more damage than the other two. Sure. Anyone else? Um. I love the take a synergy one. Doesn't have a question yet for it. That's fun. I'll have to work on that. I was actually looking at the take a synergy one. I was one. also looking at take a synergy. Look, that's fine. Partially, it's just uh, the meaning for it was gonna be. She feels super accomplished about that. that so, what move. gear do you mark to obtain a benefit um, here? What are you? I guess think about what are you doing that bonds you and your mech together in this moment. Like, obviously, that that's fine to be. We're reflecting on what happened, but is mm. there is there uh, something that is? My marked? mech is super excited, and it's just like, oh, mom, that was so cool. We we actually did did a cool thing or something. I don't know. No, no, no. That works. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's uh the the way the mechanic works is you mark a relevant piece. I'm of going gear. to I'm going to my boon. Uh, dot is uh just like you know you see working as a unit together in close quarters can sometimes be a lot more satisfying and effective. Uh, have a look at this. And she's going to like flick up uh, on the monitor a picture that the mech has taken uh, in the middle of combat of like uh, that moment uh, where um, Penumbra was laying down cover fire. Uh, you can see like the silhouette of Echo in the distance coming back from the scouting run. Uh, and like from the from the retina view of the mech with like the grappling line going out uh, to one of the pseudos it had pinned as it's you know um, up and like bullets from the submachine gunner putting it off mm -hmm. personal uh, memento? yep personal memento yeah. uh, cool. as uh, Leo uh, prints it off <laughs> cool um, cool yeah nice that works uh, Sophie, mm -hmm. you can. You feel free to also tick personal memento. I was thinking of personal memento. Uh, so that can be like something that your pilot has that they like 
hold or it can be something like that. Um, it can be like a piece of music. Uh, it can be a fond, well, I mean, it can't really be a fond memory um, because it has to be a thing that exists. But uh, yeah. It's uh... And it can be the mech or the pilot that is triggering this. You said that. Um, Lucky, yeah, I was thinking of. I mean, you said that Echo is like excited about this happening. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like Echo would be like. We were able to we were, we were able to help out um, the others and be somewhat and be useful and not like like not take as much damage as uh, we we would usually or um, and that that last move was that was God. It's fine. You're doing fine. That was great. Um, and what what's coming in my mind is uh, um, perhaps like uh, Echo made like a, a little recording of like them jumping up. Yeah, that works. I like that. Let's call that a personal moment. Yeah. Sounds dot on the slide uh, transmits to uh, echo the recording of Leo being like fastest pilot in the academy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, small smile. <laughs> um, remember that Taurus? You were like really impressed with that move. No, that's recording. Dorothy. <laughs> she keeps receipts. Uh, and so I think uh, I think with that we sort of draw to a close, and you you come to the edge of the map, and Gussie is like, "Wow, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, you adapted well to changing situations. You uh, you may you built on uh, you built on tactics that you had employed previously, uh, and you refined uh, your technique for those." Um, even in the space of a week, you've reiterated on uh, on your experimentation very well, and so I'm very impressed with that. I also think that you know, perhaps we need to look at uh, managing collateral damage moving forward. Um, I think that some of us perhaps need to be more aware of the safety and security of their incredibly expensive prototype mech. You hear Nox just... <coughs> and I also think that perhaps we need to try and be less boastful, although... It was did a strategy. You did successfully goad 
uh, Exeter, if not Akihiro. Uh, but uh, if you even if I'm not the the fastest pilot in the school, it still did the job. It definitely did the job, and that is the important part. I was looking to distract, not necessarily tell the truth. Look, that is a very excellent use of that move, too. It is not necessarily about telling the truth. Um, well, look, I mean, uh, I thought that you did very well in that exercise, and I hope that you all have fun fixing Penumbra. Oh, I'll help you, buddy. <laughs> no, you don't. Leo says nothing. You <laughs> hear a very long sigh. Perhaps if you'd been down there piloting uh, the mech, the outcome might not have been as favourable. When you say that, Gussie's face turns for, turns completely stern and they turn around and walk away. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow morning. If. Yeah, they're not, they're not into that. They're not keen for your, you should have been there, rhetoric. If you had done it, I bet you, you would have done the same. Was, uh, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it was a genuine, like, you know, hey, if you'd been piloting that thing, maybe we wouldn't have made it. When are, when are we gonna fight you, maybe? Mm, yeah, not, you, not a, like, a, you should have been there. Uh, well, yeah, indeed. It's not yeah, necessarily yeah. how you, it's not necessarily how you intended it, but it's how yeah, they took it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When will you fight Garcia? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I think that is where we'll, we'll close that out. I think we've made pretty good use of time. Yeah, 9.31. That's wow, 9:30. pretty much right on schedule. Nice mm-hmm. work, guys. Um, cool. Um, certainly notes for me. I think the, I think that we made it move needs to be changed a little. Um, one, the order of operations on how you activate stuff, but also... Um, I think that question, I think I have an idea of what the question needs to be, synergy. Mm. Um, Um, any thoughts in terms of mechanics, how stuff worked? I mean, I need to get better at triggering the, uh, reading moves, Mm. evidently. Um, yeah. The second one was an interesting one because, like, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, uh, and I would have been like frustrated if that move had failed and I wasn't able to attempt what I was looking to attempt. If that makes sense, mm. um, but I don't know if that would have been if that then should have been the actual role to do the thing. Uh, there was you had set it up so that there was no one standing in mm. your way, really. Yeah. I mean, and you brought down the building, which was what I saw as the main part of it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fail at bringing down the building. You just I wanted to bring down the building. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, was, that was fine, like the failure of the move. I actually went better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. I was like, yes, um, I brought down the building. Not exactly how I wanted to, but I still brought down the building. Yeah. Yes. I think something that I definitely am interested in changing about the way this game works in, in setup is I think perhaps rather than having pick one thing you're good at, it should be pick one of the stats that you're bad at. I think rather than pick pick A plus one and take two zeros, it should be um, these all start at plus one, pick one Except to start at zero. Yeah. 
um, because it gives you a little bit more flexibility to try stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it also gives you the stop. And also, it would appear that the synergy ramp has reversed. Um, synergy hard come by. Well, yeah, synergy. I thought the synergy ramp was going to be a much higher now than it was before. Um, I thought that the synergy on a doubles thing was going to work, going to come up a lot more than it has. So, I don't know. We might. It might be. I mean, the thing that is common in a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse games is experience on failure. So mm -hmm. I think we might move, try that out next session because I know that you'll all get a bunch of synergy then. Yeah. Like we should have hit, like in my idea of this game, you should be having at least one person hit when bonded a session. Mm -hmm. and that's just not happening. So I think... I think maybe we'll switch to... Switch to... Um, switch to synergy on failure and see how that works for a little while. Okay. I mean, that's good too because it encourages you to try more things as well. Yeah, Because exactly. even if that thing that you're not great at doesn't work, there's still a like, oh, I forget stuff. There's something yeah. cool to be yeah. there. I'll, I'll deal with that in a second. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this game, then stay tuned. We have more campaign more episodes of this coming up soon uh but for now uh farewell from the past i'm ray <laughs>